Hi, Shades here. Sketch and I are still in quarantine, social distancing under our Mandalorian helmets, still doing our best to help keep you entertained. Thank you for making us part of your COVID survival kit. Personally, I'm going on day 90 of isolation. Uh, It's a crazy time out there. We're all in different states, depending on what state we live in, and in some cases, what city we live in in those states. We're seeing upsetting images on our screens and devices, and it's getting increasingly hard to keep the real world out of our fake worlds. Our show is about providing you entertainment and an escape where you don't have to think too hard and can hopefully just laugh for a little while. We're going to continue to try and provide that. Thank you to all those working on the front lines right now, the essential workers, the first responders. Thank you to those who are doing the very real, very important work of advancing the conversation for equality and social justice in our time all across the multiverse, whether it's on the streets or providing support behind the scenes. These are important conversations. I'm personally doing what I can to listen and share. The whole world is in crisis. If you're feeling overwhelmed, hopeless, or just alone, know that you are not. Our support networks are more important than ever. If you feel like you don't have one, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255 to talk to someone now or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. We're taking this week off so that we can bring you our jam-packed Dragonheart Universe episode next week, but we felt like now is the perfect time to revisit the world and message of Avatar, The Last Airbender, so please stay tuned for that. Finally, I'd just like to leave you with some words from the 2009 disaster action thriller movie 2012, spoken in a time of absolute peril by the phenomenal Chiwetel Ejiofor. The moment we stop fighting for one another is the moment we lose our humanity. Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is Geeking, Geeking Out with Shades, Shades and Sketch. Welcome back, longtime listeners. It's been a while. It's been, it's been a fair amount of time, hasn't it? It has. Uh, guys, every time you join us, you join us in a different corner of the Geeking Out multiverse. Uh, this week, shades. Where we are, we're, we're relaxing this week. Where, where we are we kicking are back? Taking, taking a load some off. time, a little respite. Focus on us. The jasmine dragon uh, enjoying a nice cup of tea. The jewel of Bossing Say, they yes, call it. Yes, indeed. Yes, guys. Yes. If we are at the jewel of Bossing Say, heart of the Earth Kingdom, that must mean we're we talking about finally talking about Avatar, Avatar the, the Last. Last Airbender. Uh, Specifically uh, the animated series. Yes, the animated series. Or those of you uh, outside of the United States, Avatar, The Legend of Aang. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I do not. Uh, Do we have a theme song? I believe we do. We gotta have a theme song for this. Perfect. So guys, we are gonna uh 
we're gonna spoilers talk- for yes the animated, the animated series, series specifically. Guys, we might we might spoil some Legend of Korra things possibly, possibly but we're gonna try and stay away from Korra uh, for now. It, uh, we're probably going to come back for a the full two episode later. series are, are different enough that they each deserve. Yeah, their they own, really do. Uh, their uh, own but episode. they dovetail so nicely. And yes, we know there is a, a live, live action, action movie. Avatar, the last airbender movie. Yes, we know we've included the bad movies and other properties. But now that Netflix has announced that they're doing their own live, live action, action adaptation, yeah. Later on in the future, once that comes out, we will have a live action mm. Avatar discussion. Episode. Yes. Okay. So we're leaving the live action movie out of this, not because we don't want to talk about it. Also because we don't want to talk about also it. Also because we don't want to talk about it and diminish our opinion of the yes. beloved series. But uh it's coming. It will it will be here. So hold your horses. Yes. Okay. Be patient. Be patient. Be like Uncle. Will this be a good time for our, our first? I think to start off this episode, we should start with a little piece of Uncle Iroh's wisdom. Take it away. <clears throat> Perfection and power are overrated. I think you are wise to choose love. Perfect. perfect. So perfect. Like yeah. in every sense Thank of you. Word. Thank so you, Uncle Iroh. Uh, th- this is his tea shop. This is, yeah. This is his tea shop as well. I, I don't uh, see him. Well, maybe he'll show up later. Yeah, I mean, he's been through a lot. Yes. I'm fine if this is a day off. Yeah. I know it's mainly why we came. But, uh, yeah, everybody needs a day off. Everyone needs a day off, if especially on Fly He's earned it. I guess it was just our destiny. It is. Destiny's a funny thing. It is, yeah. Destiny's a funny thing. I'm, like, so at peace yeah. on this. I'm so happy we're doing Avatar. Finally. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. Um, it is just so flipping good. And, like, to me, like, the definition of geeking out. Yeah. Is this show. It, it encompasses everything. It does. It Religion, does. spirituality, yep. politics, yep. adolescence, yep. life, death, love, friendship, yep. uh, war, everything. On top of that, animation, and, and yeah. action, galore. I mean, so good. It is the perfect package. It really we'll, is. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll save we'll that for stores. We'll, we'll get into it. What do you want to start with? Shall we start with the history of the show? Uh, sure. Okay. Lay it on. Uh, created History by guru. Uh, created by Michael DiMartino and Brian Conetseco, Conetseco? something like that. Uh, conceived the show in 2001 from an old sketch that Brian had made of a balding middle-aged man and imagined him as a child herding bison in the sky. He showed the sketch to Michael, who was watching a documentary about explorers lost at the South Pole. From that, they came up with this pitch, which they brought, which they brought to the uh, Nickelodeon vice president and eventual ex uh, executive producer of the show, Eric Coleman. "Quote: There's this guy, an air guy, alone with some water people trapped in a snowy wasteland, and maybe some fire people pressing down on them." End quote. Now we don't even do the synopsis. From that. We got Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, in 2004, a trailer was released at San Diego Comic-Con, and it premiered on February 21st, 2005. Um, yeah. Had three seasons. Had three seasons. It's uh, Tremendous I mean, fan This following. isn't really a synopsis, but it's kind of like 
Harry Potter meets Lord of the Rings style characters uh, with lore adventure set against the backdrop of a Hong Kong action kung fu cinema anime. It's been a while since I've tried to like uh, combine all the different the genres here, and it looks like it checks out. Yeah, thank yeah, you. It does. Yeah, good bending. Thank you. Nicely done. It's plot bending. Um, you have a synopsis you, for us? I, I didn't prepare one, but uh, I could. I could give it to you. Um, if you haven't seen Avatar: Last Airbender, we recommend that you do highly before listening highly, to this. Highly, like more than anything else we've recommended, I would recommend. Yeah, this is this is um, because we're going to dive into some things. Pivotal. We're going to dive into some uh, probably emotional scenes that we want you to have a personal one-on-one yeah. experience first. Before I think that's a great start. point to start with. This is a show that connects with people on so many different levels in so many different ways. And I've never talked with someone who's watched it and said that they didn't get something out of it or didn't speak to them. No matter people what like anime, life don't you like are, anime. no matter what your, yeah. your likes are in the world, whatever your family situation is like, economic situation. Yeah. I mean, there is literally something. This is everyone. the show that crosses everyone. Yeah. 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 Uh, synopsis. Um, there's this air guy and a bison. Well, let's, and go, let's go right to the source. <laughs> it's water, earth, fire, air. Long wind, ago. Wind, water, heart? Sure. Long ago, the four nations lived in harmony, but everything changed when the fire nation attacked. Perfect. Perfect. Then my brother and I discovered this kid. Stuck in an iceberg. An iceberg. An airbender named Aang. He's the avatar. And he can control all four elements, and he's going to save the world. Perfect. That's it. That's it. It's it's Aang's journey and his friends of saving the world from the evil Fire Nation. Perfect. As it wants to burn the world. Burn the world. Yeah. Some people just want to watch the world burn. And that's... Fire Lord Ozai. Which is funny. Because <laughs> that original line was talking about the Joker. It was. And Fire Lord Ozai is voiced by... By Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Who, who is also the voice of the Joker. The Joker. So yeah. nice way to he bring really it all around. the character. Mark Hamill knows Nails how it. to do a yeah, villain. He does. He, he does knows it. how to do a villain. He really does. Um, Sketch, what's your history with Avatar The Last Airbender? My history with Avatar The Last Airbender. The show's not old, so it's it's a 2005 show. 2005 and, to 2007. You and I were in college. We were. Uh, when it came out. And I clearly remember uh, my brother, uh, long-time listener of the show, there's a big age gap between yeah. us. So he's um, he's 12 years younger than me. So when I was in college, he was young. Young. Possibly single digits, depending on what year it was. I have yeah, a funny story that I won't tell on air. Thank you. I'm sure he appreciates uh, yeah. it. But I know the story you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And, yeah, yeah. And so he was, um, you know, of Nickelodeon age. And he knew that I was really into anime. Watched a lot of anime. And I remember him saying, I think you'd like this show. I really think you'd like it. Because he recognized the animation right, styles. Right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, sure, I'll give it a shot. I don't remember what episode I saw first. It was early in book one. It wasn't okay. the first episode, but it was early in book one. And whatever episode it was, I was pretty much hooked. I, I want to say it was the episode of Boomy, where they go to the Earth Kingdom, uh, where they go to um, Amashu. Oh, yeah, okay. The first yep. um, um, yeah. And I immediately recognized Rainus. I immediately recognized, oh, this show isn't just like a typical Nickelodeon right. cartoon. This 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 has special. something special about it. And this was these were the days before um 
you know, like streaming services and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you had so to watch it. You had when to it was watch airing. it or you had to record it or um, I guess TiVo was around back then. So I think my family had a TiVo. So you would, still had your VC, you had a VCR. I had a VCR in college. I mean, if I was going to miss it, this was a show that right. I was making sure I was, you were taping I was it. recording because um, unlike a lot of other shows, we'll, we'll get into this, but unlike other shows, it's not episodic. It starts out a little episodic. And right. then for a children's show, what quote, and I'm going to, for, yeah. for the, here on out. The first quote, season is very episodic, episodic. And then in the middle of the second season, it, gets it becomes very, very interconnected. Yeah. And um, you, you just couldn't, you didn't want to miss anything and you just couldn't miss a thing. Nope. There is no wasted time in the series. I remember they, the last season, mm-hmm. they aired six episodes back to back. When the finale first aired, finale. they did Countdown to the Comet. Mm-hmm. And they did um, the episode before, they did Ember Island Players. Yeah, that's the fifth to last. Is the fifth to last. They did Southern episode, Raiders. Southern La- Raiders. So they did Southern Raiders, Ember Island Players, and then the four parts of Sozin's Comet. Back to back on Friday night. Mm-hmm. And... I, you and I, I, AIM was still a thing. We were aiming back and forth. Guys, AIM was a messaging, think of texting on your phone, you young yeah. millennials with your texting and your emojis and, like and your real time. And It was such. real-time but messaging. But it was real-time app. chatting on your computer, your desktop yes. computer. Or your laptop. We had your la- laptop. I'm pretty sure we, we had, had laptops. laptops. Um, oh my God, I, I can't think... I wish um, AIM was still active. I had the thought to go back and they recently our... they recently shut it down. Oh, oh it was yeah, okay. So yeah. recent, like I was shocked it was still on. Yes, I was also shocked it was still on. They recently shut it down, and I I had the thought to go back and try and access yeah. the logs because you could do that. Oh my god, that that finale was Oof. watching again. It like in, I said, the definition of geeking out. It really was. I it mean, was yeah. unlike anything I had seen in animation. Yep. 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 We're getting there. We're getting there. Any other history you want to share with, with the show? Other I than- just remember not being into it at first. Yeah. Um, the first season didn't hook me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until the second season came into play. And um, the episode that really got me was, and it's a continuation of a story that they started telling in season one when they discover the library. And it's toward the end oh, of season great. two. Great and episode. Whole, Spoiler alert, you could say any episode and I will say great, great episode. episode. But it's there's so With many like things going on there. Um, yeah. Yeah. That episode in particular. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Brought back so many themes oh from the first season and oh, second. And it's so good. Again, you were talking in Fifth Element about all of these different plot points coming, yes. coming into oh one. Oh, my God, mo- yes. Everything meets in this moment yes. and it reveals like how they're going to take down the Fire Nation and yes. like Aang has to step up and yes. accept like this is all going to happen sooner than, like, I don't even, I haven't yes. even mastered earthbending yet. I don't know how to firebend. Yes. Oh, what a moment. And that, ep- I was just like, what a moment. Oh shit. And like in a lot of ways, that episode is the start of everything that happens after it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's kind of a breaking point with like the, the really, you could say the, the theme of being an air nomad, just kind of drifting around the world yep. mm-hmm. and just kind of little pockets of hope. Yep. Almost, almost, uh, almost like, like standalone adventures. Yeah. Standalone place adventures, like the touched by an angel, incredible mm-hmm. Hulk, just kind of helping where you can. Gargoyles kind of ask for the Avalon. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Um, and, oh, I have, then we have to come up with a plan. Yep. I got to step train. up. I have to step up. Yep. I have to fight the fire Lord. Yep. 
Yep. It's a great episode. It's an amazing series. Yeah, it is, it is an series. amazing effing. Yeah. Series. So I, I wasn't into it at first, and you were telling me about this show. Yep. Um, and then I warn I warn everyone. I've recommended the show to a lot of people, and it's it's kind of my go to show. Um, in the same vein of like Cowboy Bebop, of like, oh, you think you know what cartoons are? Right. Give this Give a shot. Give a shot. Yeah. Um, Season one, I'm not going to call it problematic. It's a product of the system. Yeah. It's obvious that there were beats that the creators had to hit, hit yep. to make Nickelodeon, to make the parent company happy. Sure. Um, they proved themselves in season one. They proved, I think, to Nickelodeon that they had a fan base a devoted fan base yes. of an older audience. And then I think they got basically full control yes. to tell their story Strongly. as they want to tell Strongly. it. Strongly. So season one season absolutely one is my, my, my least and, favorite. I mean, it, it establishes yeah. our characters. Listen, there's still, we'll, we'll get into this with rapes. There's still great written characters and mm-hmm. they are consistent from season one to season three. It, it suffers from, you know, uh, Zara talked about this mm-hmm. in our Gargoyles episode, the politics of animation yes. and wanting something that can run in syndication mm-hmm. and it's going to be profitable that you can do toys from. Yep. And season one definitely suffers I, from all of that stuff. I watched a great discussion on, um, they brought up the Great Divide, which is pretty much the most hated episode of, okay. of the series. And... One of the points that the... For our longtime listeners, what's the premise of that? Oh, The Great Divide is uh, an episode in season one. Uh, Avatar calls them books. In book one, where the Avatar and his two companions named Katara and Sokka, uh, in their travels, they stumble across these... They're basically fleeing refugees. And uh, they're two groups of refugees. And they have two very different stances on how to live life. And together, they need to make it through this canyon to get to the other side, called the Great Divide. Right. And uh, it's a dangerous place to be. And so the Avatar offers to protect them, guide them through the canyon, but they refuse to travel together. Right. So um, Sokka goes with the group that more closely matches his style. Katara goes with the other group. Is that also where they first meet Suki? No. No. Suki is Kyoshi Warriors, episode four, book one. Um, this is, yeah, this is a later episode. And uh, and goes between the two groups. And as as the groups are divided and away from each other, they really get seated and they steep in their, in their hatred for the other group. Right. So that when they finally join back together, it just comes to a boil. Right. And Aang has to mediate the problems in between. And it's kind of a dull episode. There's not a lot going on. There's not a lot at stake. It's very he- heavy-handed. It's very heavy-handed. It's like, it's like blatantly a lesson. Um, right. And... One of the problems with that episode, what from what I understood in watching this 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 discussion, was that it aired so much. Yeah, they put it on all the time all because the time. it was it was the lesson episode. It was, it was the lesson episode. Lesson. It was also the episode, and it's, it's funny you brought up Zara because I thought of her. It was the episode. It was the episode that you most could just tune in without knowing the show Anything at all, and you could follow the episode from start to finish. Right. It was the most self-contained episode of, of the entire series. So to a lot of people, not only was it not good, but it got overplayed, and it got worse yes. the more you watched it. Guys, literally, I could talk about every single episode of the show. 
for a full episode of this podcast. Sketch, Sketch has the, the episode names. For the most part. For the most part, memorized. Yeah, I got them tattooed yeah. um, on my upper thigh. Yep, that's right. Right down. There you go. One side in English, the other side in, in uh, Chinese calligraphy. But yeah. Perfect. 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 Uh, let's do let's do internet stories because I, I want to get into like specific sure. ransom notes. Okay. IMDB yeah. gives Avatar the last airbender cartoon specifically a 9.2. Whoa. That's a good score. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh no. Oh, you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Rotten Tomatoes. Ready to throw down. Critic score. Okay. 100 No. It is the no way. only property that has ever received a 100% from Rotten Tomatoes from its debut throughout. Wow. It has never dropped below 100%. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes. Fan score, 98%. Okay, that's great. I mean, you're always going to have... Metacritic, 9.4. 98% of Google reviewers love Avatar The Last Airbender. Nothing below a 9 out of 10. Nothing below it. Wow. Shades of geeking out with shades and sketch gives Avatar The Last Airbender a 99.6. Wow. High. I had to take I had to take some tense and point away. Fraction, the yeah. a fraction of a rant coming yeah. up for a long-time listeners. Uh, I've got some I've got some rants, but remember, rants take you out of the universe. Yep. And none of my rants took me out of the universe, but when I compare them to the overall story mm-hmm. across both Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. Eh, there's some things that don't hold up. Okay. 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 That, those will be good discussions to have when we do Korra. Yeah. When we talk about Korra. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Sketch. What's your score? My score is my very first. <gasps> and I, I could not think of a more fitting property to give oh this to. Oh my 100%. Wow. All right. One Perfect. 100 percent i was I, I shouldn't even say i was worried i know this series so well forwards and backwards i mean i've watched it and rewatched it a lot of times when i recommend it to other people it starts with me watching it with them um, <laughs> but i knew i knew that guys i'm a professional now and now i watch cartoons for World the living. internet yeah. and you know that's a big responsibility it really is so i sat down with my little notebook and i started watching the series for starters I wasn't going to rewatch the whole series because I, I'm like, I know the series so well. I'll just right. hit some key episodes. No, couldn't. I just kept going. Whole thing. I, mean, wow. I didn't watch the whole thing. I did cut out some, but I did far more than I thought. I, I asked you to pull specific episodes for me. Yep. Yep. And I started watching them. By the time I got to the middle of season two, yep. I watched it straight through. I know. I stopped it, it, jumping it's around. so good. It's that I, good. I need to. I just need to go out and get the um, Blu-ray because I just have the DVDs, which are great. I mean, right. I have all the DVDs and I love them, but now I want Blu-ray. <laughs> um, it's just so flipping good. And it I is. was, I was, I'm always hesitant to go back to it something really and and go, what am I going to find that is going to scream at me? Like, oh, dad, the, I liked this. I, I, I probably love it even more. Uh, now that I, especially now that I watch things a little more critically and watch things a little more thoughtfully, I was even more appreciative of the show. You know what I mean? I, I know exactly. 100%. What you mean. Guys, yeah. if I could go higher, I would go higher, but that would cheapen our rating system. So totally 100%. Would. Solid 100. All right. How do you yeah. feel? 
I mean, I feel great. It's your first one hundred. I feel great. I, I can't imagine. Even though I love giving it hundred, I can't imagine I'm going to give many. Yeah. I can usually find. But I, I don't have a rant written. Wow. I, I didn't even designate space on this. I don't. Wow. I have no rants no written rants. on this paper. Okay. Um. Should we just get into raves? Should we just get into raves? I, I, gotta, I guess so. Because this it, it, will be a long episode. It's going to be a long, it's going to be a rave heavy episode. It's going to be, episode. for those you of got you raves out there, for days. we got raves for days about this one. That'd be a great shirt. It would be a great raves shirt. Raves for, raves raves for, for days. days. With like the, the episode art from this episode. All the raves shirts. For raves for days. For days. God, somebody sure. get on that. Long time listeners. Um, somebody get on that. Like I said, I am going to do my damnedest to to be concise, to be concise, and to rein myself in, because I could literally talk about this show for days. Um, let's let. Mind if I start? You, please do, because okay. I, 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 you need to aim me. So you need um, to aim me. Back in Gargoyles, it's like a, Gargoyles. another ser- animated series we watched from start to finish. That was so good. One of the things Episode we kept 31. saying was that it was so much better than it had to be. Was and this is another example that is so much better. Than it had to be, mm-hmm. um, and in in that episode, Zara talked about um, world building. This is another great example of the sh- the show and the writing is great, but it's all it's all stacked on top of the world building mm-hmm. that they did very mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. Um, the world is a tremendous character. It really is. It, all of the dip, the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. The Earth Kingdom, the Air Nomads, the Water Tribes. It's like it, it, long ago, the Four Nations used to live in peace. Yes, long ago. Uh, then the Fire Nation. Attacked. Everything changed in the Fire and Nation. Attacked. It, even the names of the 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 players in this story yep. tell you so much about the world building that's done. And there are throughout the show, there are five uh, air temples. We only ever see four of them. Wait, what's the fifth one? Uh, they say there's like there there's the Air Temple Island that they go to. Are you talking about the one from Korra? Air Temple Island. Uh, yeah. Okay, because that's that is doesn't exist yet. In, right. In so there's because there's one at each of the cardinal points. Exactly. So, north, so east, you have a west, northern, south. a southern, an eastern, and a western Air Temple, mm-hmm. which, if you look at it on a map, are aligned with the different yeah. kingdoms yeah. or the or or entities. Yeah. So you have the, the tribal nature of the water, the waterbenders. You have the the air nomads are everywhere, wherever the wind takes them. Wherever the, the wind, the takes fire them. nation is, um, you know, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Earth Kingdom, like so the fire nation are like imperialists, and then you have the Earth Kingdom, which are isolationists. And it makes sense. It makes when so you think much of their sense. elements. I mean, yes. like you said, airbenders go over the air takes them. They have no, they have no, they're not attached to the earth. So right. they, they they float around. The um, the water tribes they congregate on the two poles, and yes. then we we learn about another pseudo tribe in the swamp. Mm, in the, they the were kind of, of problematic for me. They were, but I mean, they are. Yes, they are water tribes. The Earth Kingdom is strong and fortified and yes. stationary, and the Fire Kingdom is the most industrial of the kingdoms yes. because they are driven and motivated and passionate, and they use their fire bending to help. Make metal, which drives their industry. And their, right. Unfortunately, their war machine to yes. conquer the rest of the world. I mean, it's the first rave I wrote down here too. That the lore and the mythos and the laws of this world are so strongly written. Yes. It's 
it's the foundation of the entire show. It is. And everything is predicated on top so of so many other shows slash movies slash properties don't give the time needed to that foundation or quickly walk away from it. Yes. And this show not only introduces it, but continues to develop it, continues to teach you about it throughout oh, yeah. its entire run. It you is relevant in the first the episode first, yeah, and it's relevant the in the last episode. episodes and then go, okay, I know everything about yep. this world. Give me the story. Nope. You learn about this world as the as story the continues yes. and it stays consistent and perfectly crafted as it, as it continues on. Oh my God. Strong agree. Oh my God. What's your first rave sketch? Well, that was my one that I, that I wrote down. Seeing as we're talking about the, um, the, the, uh, the nations, mm-hmm. let's talk about bending. Okay. Okay. Love it. Even though we really, really want you to watch the show. If you haven't seen the show, let's just break down what bending is for a little bit. Okay. Sure. Bending is the supernatural element of the show. It is an ability for humans to control one of the four base elements depending mainly on, especially in this series, which is what we're talking about, their, their um, geographical location of birth. Yes. However, not everyone is a bender. Right. It seems to be random. A little bit hereditary, but not necessarily. It seems to be... I had a big question about this, but maybe this is a... Well, I'll let you finish, and then I'll ask okay. it here. Um, and not only... Um, Let's hear a firebender. Mm-hmm. We've seen fire powers all over the place in so many properties. Yes. It's usually hold out your hand, shoot fire. Shoot, yes. Right. Open your mouth, shoot fire. In the world of Avatar the Last Airbender, bending is directly tied to what we would consider different martial art forms. Yes. And so to properly bend your element, uh, you need physical training. You need practice. You need to. You need to develop it like it's a muscle. Yes, in your body, and um, the attention to detail that they go into when they animate these things. Yes. Oh yeah. Each bending form yeah. is radically different, and even like um, variations. Mm-hmm. Like blood bending is a different form than just water bending. Swamp bending is a different form. Um, when you, you know, when they shoot lightning, mm-hmm. it's a different style. Um, metal bending is uniquely, we don't see a lot of metal bending, but <clears throat> it is uniquely different than traditional earth bending. A perfect example of what you're talking about is Toph. Yes. So let's just start with Toph for a second. <sighs> Big rave. Toph shows up, sounds like Toph. She shows up in season two. Aang needs to, um, as, as the avatar, he needs teachers. He needs teachers. Unlike the rest of the world, if you are, if you live in this world and you are blessed with the ability to bend, you can only bend your one, element. one element. You are a water bender. You are an air bender. That's the it. avatar can bend the, all four. What makes elements. the avatar special is that the avatar has the ability to learn and bend all four and bring balance to and the bring world. balance and harmony to the world. So therefore, Aang, as an airbender, he needs teachers in water. Earth and fire. Yes. Toph is his earthbending teacher. Toph is this spunky, rebellious little girl. Yes. Who's blind. Who is blind. And barefoot. And barefoot. And because she is blind, 
she has learned earthbending differently yes. from everyone else. So in general, she learned earthbending from the original the vendors, the, the, badger the badger moles. Also in Avatar, almost every animal is a hybrid of yes. two real animals. Just throwing that there. Love it. It's awesome. It's awesome. Um, lemur bat. Lemur bats and, and, uh, and, and uh, Scott, lion, lion, lion turtles and lion turtles and, and uh, um, turtle ducks turtle and ducks. penguin otters. I, 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 the list goes on. The list goes on. Air bison. Yes. Which is a manatee and a bison. Yes. Uh, that can fly, obviously. obviously. Um, so Toph, because she she hasn't learned it as a martial arts officially, form, right. yeah, from other earthbenders, and she's developed it on her own, she earthbends differently than everyone else in the show. Yes. And so she, she she's the greatest earthbender in the world. She's the greatest earthbender in the world. And also, like you said, each each element of bending, um, you can get better and better. Yes. It's not just like you've unlocked a skill. No, you can keep crafting yes. this and you can keep making this better and better. And each of the elements that we see in this series has its pinnacle. Yes. And fire is lightning, water is blood, and Toph creates metal, metal bending out of earth. Out of earth. Which is so fantastic. We don't see the pinnacle of air bending until Legend of Korra, so I'll right. save it. Save it. Save it. Because Aang is only 12 years old. Right. He's not the pinnacle He's yet. not. He's, He's very good. Yet. He's a master. Yes. He's not at the pinnacle. He's not the pinnacle. God, I love the show. <laughs> so bending. Bending is big. Um, yeah. Let's let's just keep talking about um, Toph. Let's keep like, talking about Quite frankly, Toph. all of the female characters, but Toph in in particular. Like, holy cabbage cart. Holy um, cabbage cart. My God, I guess. Oh, poor, poor cabbage man. Um, he comes up fine. He does. Not just her bending, but her resilience Mm -hmm. and her, she is unlike any other character that I can think of in, in, uh, film or TV. She's, uh, you know, she does have this impairment, Mm -hmm. but she she has honed her bending, Mm -hmm. um, to give her a different kind of sight, not in the same way as, um, like a daredevil or, uh, or, you know, nope. it, it is unique to her bending ability and you never think she's less than no. there are times when she's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about this character and the resilience of, it's translated so well that it's not just the, the production value of the show, but it really does like teach you something yeah. that everyone really does have something to offer mm-hmm. and uh, may, may be able to do something better than you because of it. That it, it, her, her blindness is never a disadvantage to her. It never Im- really impairs her from doing um, in any real way. No, but I will say that it still has realistic um, consequences, consequences yeah. and limitations. And limitations absolutely. She can't read. No, because her form of seeing doesn't allow her to, exactly. to see marks on the page. Um, if she is, but not she can read people in such a way. Oh, sure, and and she's pivotal and later when when you know spoiler alerts uh, when Zuko comes into the fold. Oh, it's, yeah. it's Toph that's able to accept him because she doesn't carry any of the baggage because mm-hmm. she can, like whole everything he said. He told the truth the whole time. He was sincere. He was sincere the whole time. Um. You kept saying the word resilience. Yeah. I love that because each of the main characters that we follow 
Let's just break this show down. Sure, character sure. Character right now, because honestly, I could just melt. You could. You are longtime listeners. You can't see it. He is just sketch is just melting. I heard, I, uh, I just, just took off my sweatshirt. Like I'm getting so just. I'm you're I'm just like so with full love. of like, emotion. So full of love. Um, you use okay, the word guitar, resilient. Calm down. Calm down. And that's a perfect. <laughs> um, that's a perfect <laughs> word for her because each of these main characters perfectly personifies the element in which they've been. Yes. Toph is sturdy. She's rough around the edges, oh, yeah. sure. But she's she's stable. She's resilient. She's not going anywhere. No, this is a great moment where she like punches Zuko. I'm like, this is how yes. I show affection. And, and it is. I mean, she <laughs> is tough. Yes. And she is, she, she's, like I said, rough around the edges. She is, and she's hard to get through. Yes. But what she is, is she is faithful. She is loyal. She is sure headstrong, but she's committed. I mean, she embodies her element. Yes. Sometimes you see a criticism of Toph is that she doesn't develop as much as the other characters, which I disagree I with. I disagree with because so much. For starters, she does develop. She might not change as drastically as some of the other characters, but she's rock. She's yes. earth. That's her. her. She is stability in the group. We, we also we meet, meet her halfway through halfway the whole through story. The so story. she gets less screen time than, than any of the other groups. she's also gone through her her journey <laughs> to become the world's greatest earthbender. And her from journey... From a helpless little, little girl who's protected by her parents yep. to like the uh, basically the heavyweight champion of the Earth Kingdom. And I would say Toph's biggest character journey is one of truth. Mm-hmm. Because when we meet Toph, she is a sheltered child. Right. Because she is well, handicapped. Quote, unquote. But we expect her we to be expect, sheltered. Yes. Her, her parents are very wealthy. They are the only ones in the entire Avatar universe that have a last name. Yes. No one else has Nobody a last else name. Nobody else has a last name. Uh, but they, they keep her basically protected behind the walls of their estate. Right. Little do they know that she sneaks out at night and participates in Earth Rumble, which right. is basically like professional wrestling. Right. Um, and she kicks ass. Yes. Right? And so Boulder. the struggle that she goes through is that she she needs to She's living trust, a double life. Yeah, she's living a double life. And she needs to trust the people around her to be herself around right. those she cares most about. Because for her entire life up until she joins the group, her true self has always been hidden. Yes. And talk about an effing message for a young audience. Seriously. Yeah. Talk about a character to rally behind. Yeah, she throws rocks around with her feet. Yeah, she's blind and she sees like a bat feeling on the ground. But talk about someone that you can really connect with. Strong agree. And like all of his teachers, Toph was uniquely situated to teach an earthbending. Yes. And he would have died without her because in that final fight, he detects the earth, uh, the fire, the fire lord's, lord's motion through his yeah. earthbending Which location. He only could have he learned. Could have only learned Toph. that from Toph. Yep. And as we talk about the other characters, I will tell you how the other characters saved his life. Sure, if you would like me to. Please do. Should we move on from Toph? Let's. I let's could conservatively talk about Toph for two weeks. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't think uh, longtime listeners are going to stick I with mean, us that long. So let's. Uh, shall we transition to Sokka? Sokka. Sokka's my favorite. Okay. 
I love Sock. You start. Just, just start us with Sock. Because I just talked a lot about Toph. Sure. Um, I love his, I love all of their journeys, but Sokka's in particular because um, Sokka goes the whole series mm-hmm. um, really not evolving in the same way as the other characters. Correct. Sokka doesn't get a, a master to like show him who he really is until maybe like Very the late. last eight episodes? No, Sokka's episodes. master is episode... Of season three. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so he goes two seasons. He does. He goes two seasons. Yeah, two whole seasons without encountering his. And what's important to remember, Asaka is unlike the rest of the team. Sokka he is, is not a, a bender. He's a non-bender. He's the only non-bender in the group. In the core, the group. core There's group. Plenty of non-benders in the world. In the core, but group. in this core group, and he's the only non-bender until the very. Sokka end. keeps up with everyone through the whole series, not just by from being up. plucky and yep. um, resourceful. Um, he becomes essentially the tactician and leader of the group. That, that's it's what I was going to say. It's his plan that not ultimately only, takes down the Fire Lord. Not only does he keep up with everyone, everyone looks to him yes, to, as, for leadership as their leader. yep. and for advice, yep. critical thinking. Sokka's your man. He's, he is Mr. Clutch. He is Mr. And I love Clutch his Clutch. final story in, in Sozin, Sozin's Common. Mm-hmm. Um, the finale really was steps wonderful. Up. It really gave is. gave everyone a, just a, what a poetic, Final battle, everyone got. This is your captain. Join me in the hold for we have a very special birthday on board for pancakes. Uh, hot cakes and sweet cream. Oh, thank you. Hot cakes and sweet cream. Mm-hmm, no problem. Um, um, Saka's also the, the, the humorous. He's the, he, he's, he's the mouth. He's the funniest he's one. He's the funny guy. He's the mouth. Um, yeah, what a journey he goes on. Because when we meet Saka, He's one of the first two characters we meet yeah. in the entire universe. Yeah. Sokka and his sister Katara. They're from the Southern Water Tribe. And um, he calls Katara's bending magic water. Yes. Which just tells you right there. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't really believe in this. I mean, no. he, he's grown up in the Southern she's Water Tribe. She's the only tribe. bender he's ever exactly. met. They and are aware of bending. good at it. But she's the only water bender. We've come to find out the Fire Nation has imprisoned all the others long, long ago. Long, yeah. A hundred years ago, basically. Their tribe is in tatters. It is a small group of elderly yeah. children. All the men are off fighting the war. We eventually meet the Northern Water Tribe, yep. and it's just the inequity between the two is And Sokka striking. is the oldest male, male in, in the tribe. And he's still a child. Like, he's still a child. I think at the beginning of the show, he, they say he's 15 or 16, right. something like that. And um, he's carrying all of this responsibility on his shoulders. And at the beginning of the show, it's in the way that a, a young child, child will dress right. up like their father. Yes. Put on the oversized shoes and the um, oversized He builds coat. a lookout tower out of, out snow, of snow, which is instantly destroyed. He's when playing the part. Yes. He has no military training Through at this point. the progression of the series, he stops trying. Yes. And I don't say that in a defeated way. I say that in... He starts doing. He's, he just starts... Doing, he is no longer thinking about what must I do, what am I supposed to do. He just starts acting. Right, and by the end of the series, he is, like you said, he is clutch. He is the leader he always wanted to be. He always envisioned himself being, and now I would argue he doesn't even think about it anymore. Right, it is just who he's who he's become. I would argue that in the final battle in mm-hmm. Sozin's Comet, mm-hmm. the most important mission is not Aang defeating the Fire Lord, mm-hmm. but 
Sokka's component of taking down the airship fleet, which is going to pose far more damage to Mm -hmm. the Earth Kingdom. Um, That Aang's component in the final battle is a distraction. Yeah, to I mean, keep it's, the Fire Lord it's occupied. certainly important to take down the Fire Lord because he is the one controlling yes. everybody. But, uh, I mean, Sokka's basically, he's, you know, it's if you think of like a pirate ship, yeah. Aang's taking out the captain, but Sokka's taking sabotaging the all the cannons yeah. and everything. You know, like, he's taking the teeth away Yes, from the juggernaut no that bending. is the Fire Nation. No bending at Boom, all. Boomerang and a really nice, well-crafted sword. A great sword. Space, Space sword. sword. And, um, and Saki, even though he's not, he's not a bender, I mean, he's from the, the Southern Water Tribe, and I think he, he personifies water in the sense that water is the element of adaptation. Yeah. And nobody adapts better than, better Sokka, than Sokka. Because he has to. He doesn't have something to fall back on. Good point. Good point. He does not have any magic water to him. No. No magic water to fall back on. How come every time you play with magic water, I'm the one that ends up getting wet? (laughs) Sokka gets so wet and dirty throughout the whole series. He is definitely the comic relief. Not not to take away from his seriousness, but he's he's the one that gets doused in water. He's the one that gets lit on fire, like comically. He gets sneezed on by Appa, the flying manatee bison that I talked about earlier. He like he's the one that like yes, those situations happen too. And by the end, he's freaking demolishing. The Fire Nation's air, air fleet. fleet lands with a broken right. leg, keeps cracking jokes. Yes. God. And gets the girl. And gets the girl. Gets the girl. God damn it. He also has a thing against, uh, he has a thing for moons. Yes. Because he falls in love, love with Yue. Who becomes the moon. Who becomes the moon. And her name means moon in Chinese. Yes. And he also falls for Suki. Right. Whose name means moon in, in Japanese. Japanese. Yes. My girlfriend, my first girlfriend turned into the moon. It's rough, buddy. That line. Every time <laughs> I see that line. Holy crap. Wow. That's rough, buddy. Oh, Zuko. Before we move on to another character. How about another word of wisdom from Uncle Iroh? Oh, uh, sure. <clears throat> Pride is not the opposite of shame, but is the true source. True humility is the only antidote. So... And good. Have you been practicing these? No, I have well, not. Because they're really good. Thank you. They're really, Thank really you. good. Um, who do you want to move on to next? Um, Zuko. Yeah, Zuko. We were just talking about pride. So um, let's talk about Zuko. The prince of the Fire Nation, mm-hmm. uh, disgraced for showing concern for um, Fire Nation troops that were going to be used as a diversionary tactic and sacrificed. Mm-hmm. He is punished by having to fight his father mm-hmm. in an Agni Kai, a one on one. Uh, duel. duel. He refuses to fight his father, instead showing humility. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father punishes him by permanently scarring him by burning his yep. face. Fire blasts his and face. And disfigures him yep. for life. Mm-hmm. Um, he a cannot, constant reminder. Yes, he is banished mm-hmm. and then cannot return home until he finds the Avatar, which... The Avatar has been missing for a hundred years. Th- yes, he gives him no an impossible task. No one believes task. the Avatar is still out there. This is right. banishment for life. Yes. Um, From Zuko, his father. Yes. Zuko doesn't take it. He's like, I am going to find the motherfucking Avatar. Mm-hmm. Um, and sets out on this quest, which eventually reveals to him his true path mm-hmm. uh, to not only ally himself with the Avatar, but to become his firebending 
teacher, Sifu Hotman. In the very first, I told you to stop calling me that. In the very first episode, <laughs> we learn pretty blatantly from Zuko yes. that I need to find the avatar to restore my, my honor. honor. Spoiler alert. That is exactly what happens yes. for the rest of the, the series. For the rest of the series, yes. For all of season one, Zuko is basically your main antagonist. Yes. For season two, he's a he's a drift. A drifter. He doesn't know who he is yes. anymore. And in season three, Zuko's story comes to a beautiful end yes. where he finally gets what he wants. He finally is back yeah. at home. Yes. His father recognizes him. He has a girlfriend. He's back being the crown prince. But realizes this is not This is, is not the right thing. This is not, this is not right who thing. I am anymore. My journey this isn't has changed who me. Uncle raised me to be. This isn't, yes, because his uncle travels with him as kind of yes. like his protector slash mentor. Basically, the writing's on the wall. The Fire Lord wanted Iroh gone. Yes. Away from the capital. Iroh is the rightful heir to heir the to throne. The f- yes. Um, Iroh, as we come to find out, has no desire no for the throne. For the throne. He just wants to open his t shirt. The Fire Lord certainly sees a threat in Iroh's yes. presence. So two birds, one stone. Iroh get him out of the way. is the rightful heir and possibly the greatest firebender of all time. The Jasmine of the West. The, the I mean, the dra- dragon of the, the West. The dragon of the West. I'm confusing it with the Jasmine yes. dragon. His t shirt. His t shirt, yes. Which we are currently enjoying. You, uh, a hot cup of jasmine tea. Yes. Or as I like to call it, hot leaf, leaf juice. juice. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. I, Zuko, can I, can Zuko, I impart Zuko. us another uncle quote? Please. For, please that do. sums up, I think, uh, Zuko's journey. Please do. <clears throat> I was never angry with you, Prince oh, Zuko. God. I was sad because I thought you'd lost your way. That moment. Oh, tearjerker. When Uncle. Tearjerker. When Zuko finally shows back up. Yes. And he hasn't seen Uncle for months after um, betraying half him. Half a season. Half a season he hasn't seen Uncle Four. Oof. And he just and lays Iroh, it all out and apologizes and says, you were, you were always and the father. And Z- uh, Iroh shows his back to him the whole time. Yep. As he did, because Zuko, the last time you saw him, betrayed him. Yep. Yep. And, and, and Zuko can't even finish it before. Right. Before Instantly Iroh forgets reaches him. out, pulls him in for yeah. a big old hug. Oh. oh, my God. I mean, this show has emotional heights. Unmatched, yeah. By certainly anything ever, ever yeah. on Nickelodeon, yeah. Um, and and it's right up there with like some of the best animes as far as writing goes. So good. Zuko still is. He might actually be the main character of the show. Well, and that's what I that that's what I want to talk about for a second because he has never been my favorite character. Oh, yeah. But I recognize that he is a fantastic character. Yes. Like, just because he's not my favorite doesn't mean I don't recognize what an amazingly crafted character yeah. he is. His journey in particular. His journey. And when you realize that, oh, shit, this show is also about Zuko. Like, halfway through season yep. two. This show you is go, all about Zuko. You go, oh. oh. It, it really is. Okay. That's the big reveal later where, yes. when, um, you know, right before... Um, the original invasion happens on the day of the Black Sun. Iroh mm-hmm. breaks out of prison, leaves the note for yeah. Zuko. Well, he breaks out during the day of Black Sun because that's when all that. Well, yeah. he gets out before that though to leave him the scroll and then goes back to prison. We don't know how he got out. He left the scroll for him for Zuko. Yeah, it's Iroh. Oh yeah, no. See, I assumed he had like, someone later for yeah, him. He had a White Lotus or something. I thought it was actually Iroh because the guard on duty says he busted out all on his own. Right. 
and like he busted he out. Busted out. <laughs> uh, with no fire dragon of, with no right, fire. Yeah. He's the dragon of the West. Yeah. Um Yeah, he is. We learned that he's the dragon of my heart. He really is. Uh, I wish Iroh would get a like a prequel series. Honestly, God. I, yeah, yeah, I'd watch the hell. I would out of that. sequester myself in my house and just watch it. I'd probably lose my job. Probably I'd watch it all yeah, day. Every that's day. a true statement. Yeah. Um, Zuko is the progeny. He is the grand great grandson. No grandson is was Sozin he his grandfather or great grandfather? Great great grandfather because Sozin is is um, Ozai's grandfather. Right. Yeah. So he is the great. Grandson, grandson mm-hmm. of Sozin, who the, started the, the, the war, who started the war, and Avatar Roku, the previous, the previous Avatar. Avatar. Mm-hmm. They were both his grandfathers, and that sums him up. He is, yeah. he is, he is conflicted. He conflicted. has two sides he's, within he's, his heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was the perfect. It was such a, a twist, mm-hmm. but it made so much sense. Ultimately, so much sense. So much sense that he that he his destiny was to help the Avatar, and when you rewatch the series. They were always alluding they to that. They were always, and you never, the first time you watch you it, never, you never no, pick up you on it. You don't pick up on it. He's just the villain. He's a good villain. He is. He's got great motivations, but you, you don't see where this is going. I remember the first time I thought to myself, oh my God. Oh my God. Right. Yeah, Zuko yeah. might join the team. Right. Is, uh book two, episode called The Chase. Yes. It culminates with Team Avatar. Yes. As uh, most episodes do. As most episodes do. Facing off against Azula, who is Zuko's sister. sister. We got to talk about Azula in oh, a second. Oh, she's, yes, she she's a character. Batshit crazy. And uh, Uncle and Zuko show up. Yes. And for the first time in the entire series, other than the opening credits where you right. see Roku bending, yes. we see all four elements used at the, at same, the same time, time. against the same yes. target. And Zuko's the one doing the fire. Yes. And you're like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh, now my heart just wants him right. to, to join the team. And it still takes us another like season, season and a half until yeah. that happens. Um, that's how far ahead this this was planned out. Right. Great, great world building. Yeah. Um, let's let's get to the let's do the core team before we move on to Azula. Sure. Um, oh, oh, but also uh Zuko personifies fire because uh he's passionate. His pay- passionate uh, and rage. yes, that comes out in rage a lot, but yes. it also comes out in drive. Like you yes. said, he was given a fruitless task that yes. could never be a, a accomplished and, and he said i'm i'm gonna do it going to do it spiral alert. he does it. he does it not in the way his dad thought that fire rages and i also like how his firebending goes away yes once he, he finally joins, calms himself he has to learn he, a he, new he, method he needs of to learn a way to firebend without fueling it with rage rage love it um katara Okay, let's talk about the, the mom of the group. The mom of the group, referred to as such multiple times. Multiple times, but also um, incre- incredibly capable, talented, bender, and, and dangerous fighter. Mm-hmm. Katara mm-hmm. is one of the few that we meet bloodbenders mm-hmm. in the world, and mm-hmm. bloodbending's only supposed to be able to be possible during a full moon. During a full moon. Katara bloodbends... Katara bloodbends during day. She says, I'll see your full moon and I'll raise you high noon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Quite possibly the most powerful bender in the show. Yeah, I'll say that. I'll say that. Sure. I mean, it's tough because... Without going into the Avatar state, I think she's a more powerful bender than Aang. Oh, I would argue that Aang is not the most powerful bender at all. What makes Aang powerful is that 
he is unique. He can right. bend all four. That makes him versatile. Right. And that makes potentially strong combinations possible. But each of his teachers, Katara, Toph, and Zuko, are, are, are each better a benders. better element yes. bender than he is. She's yes. a better waterbender than he is. Toph's a better earthbender than he is. Zuko's a better firebender. She topples a Fire Nation frigate mm-hmm. with a tidal wave. She's a bloodbender. Um, she, spoiler alert, Uh-oh. big spoiler alert here. She defeats Azula in an epic, epic fight, epic throwdown. Um, that animation, some oof, of this in the it really is. West. Notice really I didn't is. say show. In the yes, West. In the West. It's so so well done. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she also is able to like infer a lot of technique that she's not taught mm-hmm. just from the world around her. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes directly from the fact that she grew up in the Southern Water Tribe. She was the only render right. in the in the Southern Water Tribe. Her start was completely self-learned. Yep. Completely 100 percent And the one thing you left out is the group healer. Uh, yes, she's a healer. Water yes. bending uh can, can by kind of moving the chi around in the body, yes. it can activate she's healing given in the body. Spirit water from the North Pole, and then over the course of the second second and be, end of the second and beginning of the third season teaches herself how to, to spirit heal with water mm-hmm. without having the, the healing water from the North she, um Again, I'm going to bring it back to the elements. She represents the, the dual nature of water. Water is a life giver and it's also so a destructive. destructive force. Yeah, She is so powerful that she can bloodbend. Yes. Although she desperately does not want to right. bloodbend. But she can also heal yes. with the water. Um, when you are a waterbender, you you um, can change the state of your element, unlike the other elements. Right. So she can do both liquid and, and, and ice. ice, which you know just goes to show that she has the versatility of the group. And she is. She is the mom. She grew up without a without mom. Her a mom, mom was yeah. killed uh, by the Fire Nation, and she cares so damn much about that group, about Aang, She's about her so brother, awful. about Toph, and it takes a while to There's come around. There's a great episode between her and, and Toph. Um, the Runaway. The Runaway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great episode. So so good. At the end of it, Toph's like, can you help me write a letter to my parents? Yeah. They're probably pretty worried about me. That scene where Sokka's talking to Toph and just... Yeah. I mean... Telling, like, how let's just, hard it was Let's break down the scene. For a second, because you could ignore the fact that it's about Avatar, that it's the episode that introduces hockey, like <sighs> hockey, like take away all the fun and frill. It's such a powerful scene because here's Sokka. At this point now, he's he's kind of like the patriarch. Right. I mean, he is the the closest thing they have to an adult male figure. He makes the decisions. He opens up to Toph, the right. hardest character. Yes. And says, you know, recounts the day that. Their mother was killed. Right. And that Qatar found her dead. And and then proceeds to open up and says, you know, I've never said this to anyone before, but when I try to think back and picture my mother, right. I can't I can't see her anymore. Whenever I think of my mom, I picture Qatar. Qatar. Yeah. I want to effing cry right. just saying I just that. Give this a, is a just kid give a show. Yeah. This is a kid show, and we're gonna get into that there. And 
sure, she's motherly and she can kind of be naggy and right. she's always, you know, the good angel on your shoulder kind of mom. But she's also the mom that like will lift a freaking car <laughs> off her baby. <laughs> like is this she's she's right. a mama bear yes. too. Like you come after her group. She is a mama polar bear dog. Yes, she is. And she just like all of them, she is so badass. And she has yes. that great fight at the end against Azula. God damn it, the show is it, yeah. it, it's irresponsibly good. <laughs> like the show should have a warning on the DVD box that says do not operate machinery while watching this, this show. You will be having uh, sketch, I think that's kind of a given. You will be having emotional like ecstasy during the show. <laughs> Gosh, so, guys, that was one rave about the characters of this show. We didn't even touch upon Aang. Uh, we didn't touch upon Aang. Don't you think we should? I Probably. mean, it's Aang. It is Aang. So there's Aang. He's kind of whiny. Well, um, he's young. He's, I, yeah. How, he was frozen, how old is he? He was frozen in an iceberg when he was 12 years old. Okay, he's 12. He was told because the Fire Nation attacked... He was told earlier than he should have been that right. he was the Avatar. Yes. He was told when he was 12 years old. The responsibility freaked him out. Yes. Remember, he's a child. He's also an air nomad. Yes. Air nomads are not attached to the world like anyone At else. All. So you're telling a 12-year-old child who you've been raising to be detached from the world that, by the way, you're the world's protector now. Right. And you need to be omnipresent in the world. He freaks out. Yep. He runs. He, a storm, Gets knocks him storm. and Appa, his, yes. his bison, into the water. And the Avatar state saves him by freezing him, freezing in, stasis, him in, in stasis, basically. And it's him the, and his bison. And Appa, yep. And oh, it's Appa. basically um, Sokka and Katar who unthaw him, break him out of there, and, and they go on their journey together. Uh, and then he subsequently learns in, like, the third or fourth episode that all of the... Third episode, yeah. The Southern Air Temple. Yeah, they go to the Southern Air Temple. He's and he convinced finds. there will still be air, yes. airbenders. He is convinced that there's no way right. they're all gone. They're crafty. They're creative. Right. They'll be there. And they're not. They're not. They have been wiped off the face Basically. of the earth by the Fire Nation. He is alone. He is the last airbender. Ouch. He's 12 years old. Yes. He's 112, but 100, he, yeah. 12 years old. That's, that's a tough pill to swallow. Also, by the way, you have to save the world in like nine months. Right. That's <laughs> so I will give him permission to whine from time to time. Okay. He has my permission. All right. He doesn't have mine. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's we all know that. That's yeah. That's no but, surprise. But there. Aang, oh, it's tricky because he's a, he is an air nomad. He is light. He's carefree. Twinkle toes. He's twinkle toes. I mean, he he finds creative solutions to things. He tries to avoid problems instead of yes. tackling them. I mean, he avoids everything. He does. He, he's air. He, he he's, he's a leaf on the wind. He's a leaf on the Watch wind. Watch him soar. Yeah. So, he really is. It's a serenity reference, yes, guys. It is. Oh, they do. They got it. These are our LTLs. That's true. They got it. Um, so his struggle is to ground himself yes. into this world that he must protect and uh, make up for 112 years of missed of absence. Missed opportunities. Basically letting the, the Fire Sorry. Nation just roll over the world. The world. Which, yes, he gets a lot of that blame, but the whole Avatar system, it does kind of... It's a little... It, uh, it makes the world... bonkers. Yeah, it makes the rest of the world a little... There's always softer. like a 15 to 20 year 
period where the Avatar is absent. Yes, because we, yes. we see traditionally Rose, they're told that they're 16th birthday. Yeah, and we see that... And then uh, it typically takes multiple years multiple to master years. all four elements. Right. Uh, eventually we get a flashback of Roku mm-hmm. finding out on his wedding day that he's yeah. the Avatar. Yeah. Um, wait, wait, on his what? No, not his wedding no, uh, day. Uh, the uh, the Fire coronation Lords, of the yeah. Fire Lords. Yep. Um, Sozin's uh, coronation. Kind of stole his yes. fire. Oh! Saw that coming. Yep. And uh, yeah, he he takes like the next decade mm-hmm. to learn the elements. Yeah. Oh, the so world's not at war. He has all the time in the world, really. He's uh, conceivably like approaching 30 by the time he's like the Avatar. Yeah. And he, from what we see, he has little conflict yeah. in his reign There Avatar. wasn't much that he had to deal with. Aang hits the ground running. Yes. Has to hit the ground running. Yeah. Yeah. Sozin kind of like clues him into his plan and Roku shuts it down immediately. Yeah, Roku's like, oh, I'm the Avatar. I can't allow that. 40 years in between that day and Sozin launching, launching his attack. His attack. Yeah. Ah, uh, Aang. But he's a good, he's got a solid heart, heart. of gold. Heart of gold. Give you the shirt off his back. Passive. Uh, yeah. Like a pacifist. And, and, and passive. A learner. Absolutely. Um, a real love for life. Yeah. And respectful. Yes. Oh. So respectful. Flamio of, of everyone. Of Flamio. Life. I love that. Yeah. Flamio Hotman. And he brings that back so he many does, times. So many times. Um, guys, the show's not having good. It is. Do we have another uh, wisdom break from Uncle Oh, uh, Sure. Uh, I would just <clears> love one. <throat> Let's see what I got here. While it is always best to believe in oneself, a little help from others can be a great blessing. Great. It's all perfect wisdom. They are. For anybody. It's the last one I have. Okay. I got one. Okay. So we can do one later. Great. Um, I love the episode where uh, Iroh and Toph meet for the first time. time. They don't know who each other are. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. They just kind of have a heart to heart. Yep. And so then later when Iroh comes to ask for help, Toph's like, oh, Oh, yeah, I know who it is. It's my friend. And everyone's on guard because he's always been with Zuka. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he makes a really great cup of tea. He makes a great cup of tea. Um, you want to talk about Iroh? Sure. Let's talk about Iroh for a second. Iroh is the crown prince, the true successor to his father. His father. He's his Fire little, Lord. Uh, it's, it's Azula's named after him. Azulon. Azulon. Yes. Yeah. Fire Lord Azulon. Um, he is a great military leader. They, everybody calls him General. Yeah. Iro. He led in the war, he led the invasion, the invasion of Bossing States. Yes. And he, be, he was the closest to taking the city than anyone else had ever yes. been. Well, his son dies in son the invasion, dies. in the attack. He could have taken the city. His son died and he lost he his lost. will to fight. Yep. And he retreated from Bossing Say. Yep. And he's kind of disgraced because of that. He like you over the course of the series. You learn that his invasion didn't fail. Mm-hmm. He just gave up and left mm-hmm. because he he lost Things the world. Things were put of fight. in perspective yeah. for him. Like violently. none of this mattered. Yeah, he is deeply spiritual. Mm-hmm. He has been to the spirit realm. He's like the one. That human is the rumor that he's been to the. Sp- and he's the only character. Not even Ang can see spirits. Yep. In the real world, like whether they want to be seen or not, mm-hmm. Iroh can always see them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that happens and even that in Korra. 
Now, and that is supposed to be the evidence that like he has actually to made the, it to the spirit, the spirit world. world. He he um, especially became particularly spiritual after his son. After his son, his son died. Son in, died in the war. He is the dragon of the West because he supposedly fought and killed the last dragon. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert: He, did, he not. did not kill the last dragons. He learned from them, and he he understood the nobility and the worth of their life. Yes, and lied to the rest of the world. Yes, saying he killed the last one. Um, what a guy! What a guy! And he has he. I think he sees the treachery of his brother, yep. the callousness of his brother, mm-hmm. and instead of getting involved in politics, he essentially raises. Ozai's son Zuko and gets a second chance at like a fatherhood, a fatherhood um, and and really you know, looks at Ozai with contempt. It's repeatedly brought up that if Iroh wanted to, he could defeat he could, Ozai. Yes. He says he's not sure that he could. Um, I think that's humility. That's humility. He could easily defeat Ozai. Iroh sees the bigger picture more than anyone yes. else in this universe. He, he is our recognizes that force. If he takes it, the throne. Yes. It'll just solves be, yes, solves absolutely. It'll just be seen as one brother killing another for power. Yes. And Iroh believes in destiny more than anyone else. Yes. Or he, at least it's present in his mind more than anyone else. Yes. And he firmly believes that is the destiny of the Avatar to end this. Did and that he has a role away. to play, of course. Yes. But he's very sure it is not. It is not to see Ozai. Personally. Yeah. He is kind of billed and presented as Zuko's firebending teacher. Yes. God, is he so much more? He is so much. Yeah. And he's presented as like the bumbling drunk, even though he's not a drunk. They replace alcohol with food. Yes. Food and tea. Food and tea. Mm -hmm. When we first meet him, he's very out of shape Um, and aloof. Yep. But not at all. That's a guy's. And Throughout the first season, you keep seeing these edges. Yes. You see these, and I don't mean negative edges. I mean like sharpness. Yes. He's very. That what we believe him to be in the first season is a, a guise that yes. he wears. Yes. And that really blossoms in season yes. two. And it, when he is eventually imprisoned, mm-hmm. it is revealed that he is, um, like he's gotten in crazy shape. Mm-hmm. And he was wearing, a, like, the whole entirety of season three, he was wearing a pillow under his robes. Yep. And it's like, yep. that was the last vestige that he had to shed. Like, he created this out-of-shape, aloof persona for himself, and it allowed him to, like, develop relationships mm-hmm. in every aspect of the Fire Nation's yep. military and political structure. Everybody knew Everyone respected him. Everyone had their guard down. Because they didn't see him as a threat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Everyone had their guard down around him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Such a great character. You can gain so much wisdom from yes. Iroh. He is one of the best. I can't currently think of a better example of like a role model or a mentor. Oh, oh yeah. In any um, sort of storytelling. He is, it's interesting. All of the mentors in the Harry Potter series pale in comparison to mm-hmm. him. So, so much. Mm-hmm. He is such a better crafted mentor figure. And the more you learn about him, the more respect you have. Right. For and just like, I mean, like I said, Zuko personifies fire because 
of his passion. And equally so with Iroh, it's just a better placed passion. Right. Just like fire. Yes, fire can be dangerous and it can hurt you. But fire is life. Yes. I say that in the show. Fire is life. Fire is a beneficial force. It's energy. Yes. And Uncle Iroh personifies that yes. aspect. 100% agree. Of fire. Makes a mean cup of tea. And, and, uh, well, I'll get to it later. I'll, I'll get to it later. I'll say that. You're going to talk about the White Lotus? No. You can talk about the White Lotus if you want to. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a, like a secret organization. Organization. That transcends the nations. Yeah, the nations. The nations in this show are very divided. Yes. Um, and not I, just because they're at war, but just be, they're, they're geographically divided. Yes. It's difficult to travel through this. this There's also been a hundred years of oppression under the Fire Nation. Yeah. So the other nations don't really like the Fire Nation that much. And However, with the exception nation, of Iroh. Yes, Iroh is makes well, friends wherever, yeah, he wherever he goes. The Fire Nation, uh, the, um, the, all the different nations are so steeped in their own identity, their own cultural identity, right. that um, there is no really mingling in this world. Right. And the White Lotus serves that purpose. Yeah. yeah. That is where benders and scholars of any nation can like share. Mm-hmm. Their culture, their knowledge, for the harmony of the world. Yep. Damn, this show is on Nickelodeon. I, I know it was on Nickelodeon. It's unreal. It was, it was airing at the same time as Teen Titans was airing. Yes, it was. Uh, which is a similar show, but nowhere near the level of crafting. No, we love Teen Titans. Yes, it is. We'll, it we'll, pales in comparison yeah, to Avatar. There's no no comparison. Do you have any non-character related raves that you'd like to talk about? <laughs> Well, I already talked about like the lore and the world and the bending is so good. Uh, I mean, the uh, it's a quick one to just say, but I mean, the animation is it is bananas. Beautiful. I remember, and I've said this in a, uh, another episode, I remember sitting in, in like the screen trivia thing where each episode of Avatar The Last Airbender was hand-drawn mm-hmm. and took a year to animate. Yeah. Each episode. So 13... They used, Season one and um, two were 13 episodes. They used three different animation studios, studios. but they... 13 different teams. They worked uh, very closely with them, right. and so you really can't tell differences in, in Season three products. looks a little different than the rest of the show, uh, particularly season yeah. one. Well, then, but I think that was also a byproduct of like how the characters grew and changed. The characters grew and changed, and the location changed yes. because even though book one is water, it takes place mainly in the Earth Nation, yes, or the Earth Kingdom, and uh, two obviously takes place in the Earth, in the Earth Kingdom, Kingdom entirely, and three takes place in, in the Fire Nation. In the Fire Nation, Almost the Fire entirely. Nation is based on real world locations in um, Iceland. Yes, so it does have a very has a very aesthetic uniqueness yes. to it. That whereas the Earth Kingdom is kind of just the uh, Earth your, Kingdom, we only ever re- we see Amashu and we see Bossingse. Bossingse was modeled after the for- Forbidden City. Yeah, in China. and and um, you also get uh, random towns. Yeah. all over the place. Yeah, features like deserts and canyons and stuff like that. Basically, generic Earth right things. Ember Island was standing for uh, Hawaii. Hey, LTLs, it's Shades here, and I just want to remind you that our sponsor this week, just like every week, is you, our longtime listeners. 
And you can become a sponsor of the show by heading over to patreon.com slash shades and sketch, where you can support the show for as little as $1 a month. But right now we are running our very new, very special geeking out kids club for adults who are basically still kids at heart. And you can go over to patreon.com slash shades and sketch and sign up at that tier today. Guys, we thank you so much for helping us keep the lights on in the GoCo. Now, back to this week's episode. How oh, was it? Yeah, one of the one of the islands. I uh, think the Amber, um, Island. I mean, the Amber I think Island players. Kauai, maybe. Let's see. Did oh, I did I write anything Island specifically players. about the animation? And I just it's said good. it's beautifully. It's, it's good. It's a beautiful. Uh, it has the beautiful yeah. detail of anime without any shortcuts associated with fillers. Backgrounds are based on real-world locations. Character designs are made to showcase individuality while conforming to the customs of their nation. Um, and then the bending action scenes are just perfect. Perfect. I mean, it's a show where they use life models for everything. Yes. And it shows. It really does. Even though they're shooting elements out of these movements, the right. movements are all 100% real. Stronger. And they're all different martial arts styles yep. as you talked about um fire bending was modeled after i remember um, hearing but i can't remember the i can't either names, but they're air bending was kung fu um earth bending was um okinawan uh karate sure um the only one i know for a water fact is toff is uh mantis style mantis style yep um because i Recently watched your episode and watched it with the commentary. Cool. On the back. There you go. Oh, so good. It's so good. I've seen the series so many times. And I'll Fire, uh, uh, firebending was uh, jujitsu. That makes sense. I that forgot. I forgot what water bending is. Tai Chi was water. Yeah, oh, I, I think it is I Tai Chi. Actually, tai chi. Yeah. 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 I'm just thinking about the movements. Yeah. Cool. Yes. So I have one last rave. So happened good. Um. Appa. I love Appa. Uh, somebody created years ago, somebody created um, the Appa lost, the lost Appa poster uh-huh. Uh-huh. that they give out in that nice. episode and they're looking for, I have that in my, in my, uh, oh, my nice. study at home. I need something like that. That's cool. Um, Zuko's mother. Mm-hmm. We never see her except for flashbacks. Yep. She's been missing. We don't know what happened to her in the context of the story. Correct. Um, eventually, I think we learn what happens to her in the comics. In a comic, that's one of them I haven't read yet. I intend to. I just haven't yet. So I know I, you've read I a bunch of them. speak to it yet. That we do find out what happens. But what I'm led to believe, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Gladly. She yeah. is missing. Yes. Because... Uh-huh. She yeah. killed 100%, yeah. a Zulon uh-huh. and then took the blame for it yep. so that Ozai mm-hmm. could become mm-hmm. Fire Lord mm-hmm. 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 and left because he somehow threatened... He banished her for the crime. For the crime? I thought she left to protect Zuko. That he was going to blame Zuko. You're very close. Okay. Ozai approached Fire Lord Azulon, his yes. father, at one point, and said, Iroh's a mess, basically. Gotcha. He's not fit to leave this nation. 
make the call. Okay. Maybe your successor. Gotcha. Zulon did not take kindly to that. Gotcha. Because Iroh had just lost his son. Oh, okay. And Azulon said, your punishment needs to fit your behavior. Oh, does Azulon tell him to kill Zuko? He says, your punishment is to kill Zuko. Ozai. Oh, shit. 100% on board with that because he doesn't give a shit about Zuko. Right. He doesn't care. The mom says, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. And to save her son's life, she appeals to a greater desire in Ozai. I will kill your father. Azulon. You will take the throne if you spare Zuko. Knowing full well that she'll never be able to see Zuko again, she will be banished. But she does it to protect him. Yeah. Kids. Oh, wow. Kids show. Now, it's not, it's, it's never directly, it's not directly said in those words, but as you watch the episodes, as you watch the flashbacks, you hear Uncle talk about things, Zuko talk about things. It's there. Right. It's not a theory. It's not a stretch. It's It's there. there. It's just between the lines. Right. It's never overtly said, yes. it's, but it's heavily implied. Yep. yep. Kind of like Jet dying. Spoiler alert. <laughs> jet dies. Did, yeah, it was kind of, it was it was kind of unclear. It was kind of vague. But he actually did die. That was he a did. great episode. Lake Logai. <laughs> Lake Logai is such a good episode. It is. Such a good did, did they just kill Jet? You know, it was kind of was unclear. Kind of, kind of vague. I was surprised in that episode that they, they referenced it. Referenced and like joked about it yeah. as, as a group. <laughs> because, <laughs> yes, he died. He died. Yeah. Um, you know what's another great episode? We're just geeking out hard on this. Yeah, we're just geeking out now. I mentioned it to you earlier, but it needs to be said on air. Okay. Bitter Work. Right. Bitter Work is a great episode. You said that. It almost... You watch it at the beginning and you think to yourself, this could be filler. Because it's the first episode Toph starts teaching Aang mm-hmm. how to earthbend. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to watch it's this so not for 20 minutes. Right. You get a lot of the philosophy of earthbending and Aang's flaws, yes. but you haven't seen a tremendous amount of Aang's flaws, but you can see that up until this, this point, his work. flaws seem to be that he's immature yes. as a child, but he has real flaws. And everything comes very naturally to him because yes. he's the, yeah, the avatar. In bitter work, we see that no bending, even if you are the avatar, takes it's work. hard. And so you see that. At he does not time, have a good work ethic. No. At the same time, Zuko has been reunited with Uncle, who he has been gone from for weeks. Right. He's rehabilitating Uncle after Azula shot him in the chest with fire. Oh, fucking Azula. Which we still need to talk about Azula. Um, and at the same time, Uncle is teaching Zuko how to redirect lightning. Yes. So that Azula won't kill him with lightning. Right. Or at least give him the best fighting chance. And you learn that Iroh is such a good firebender and such a good teacher and such a good man because he takes wisdom from all sources. Right. There's a little bit of all bending. In, in Iroh. In Uncle Iroh's yep. bending. And uh, the technique he teaches Zuko is water bending based. Yes. And Zuko recognizes it to his credit. Right. And at the same time, Sokka's stuck in a hole. <laughs> Sokka's stuck a in a hole. metaphor for the show. Uh, talking to... Uh, um, Momo? No, it's uh, Fufu Kalaboots. Oh, right. <laughs> and he makes, he has some of his funniest moments in that episode. Uh, in, that, in that hole, yeah. All right, Karma. <laughs> if you get me out of this hole, I will give up meat and sarcasm. That's pretty much all I've got. All I've got. I'm Sokka, the meat and sarcasm guy, but I'm willing to be Sokka, the vegetarian and straight shooter. 
And then Aang shows up. Oh, Aang, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Did you bring any meat? <laughs> um, such a great episode. Such a great show. Sparky Sparky Boom Man. Sparky Sparky Boom Man. is a, He can shoot explosions out of his forehead. I mean... <sighs> Slap a bow. The show is just kick a bow. Am- oh, remember when in um in in the episode we were just talking about uh, the Runaway and Sokka's big plan is to write a letter and say it was from, it, Toph, it was from and Toph, send it to yeah. Katara and so he sends Hockey to to give it to her. And Katara's Toph like, can't I know write. It was you. Toph can't write. And, and uh, Sokka's like, oh, <sighs> right? How did I not see that? Okay. What we'll do this time is we'll send a letter to Toph, <laughs> Toph and say it was from Katara. Katara. And he's like, uh, I think we're going to run into similar problems. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the show is funny too. Like it, it's it's uh, well written comedically too. It, it, it follows it's the right authentic beats and humor. Everything. Yeah, Gosh, we could so we could rave for days. We could rave for days. Um, I'll, I'll, gotta, I'll do one last rave before okay. we move on. Are we moving on? Is that what we're doing? We've got to move on. We've got to talk about Azula. I don't think she's That's a what I rave. She's a rave for you. She's just a character. I mean, yeah, yeah, she's a rave. She's okay. a rave. She's a rave. She is a, a fantastic villain. She's Zuko, yeah, we call it, you said Zuko is a villain. I don't think Zuko is a villain. Yeah. Azula is an actual yeah, villain. Great, great she villain. is evil in yeah. every sense of the word. She is one of, once again, Avatar has a lot of these, one of the best written Such a well-developed character. In, in, in animation, especially yeah. in the West. She is super threatening she is she's dangerous she's so she's dangerous dangerous she, she is she is she is waiting for the opportunity to kill ozai and become fire lord yes she is she is just attached enough yeah where she is um super dangerous and also at the same time she's still attached enough to be super aware of what's going on yes and incredibly brilliant i mean she really is she she kind of has the brains of Iroh with the intent of Ozai. And that's yeah, a dangerous that is combination. Dangerous. Yep. Not to mention that she is basically the best firebender in the nation. Yes. She can shoot lightning and her fire is blue. Blue. Because it burns it's that much hotter. Much hotter. Yep. Uh, which is a great touch in the animation that right. she ignites things blue, but once she is no longer bending and they're still igniting, they fade they to fade orange. They fade to orange. You don't need to do that. You don't. Who's going to pick up on that? I did, but I mean, right. who else is going <laughs> to? I mean, and then her downfall oh, man. is, and that's why she's a rave for me. Her downfall. She doesn't just have a big, like, Katara beats her moment, or like, Zuko weakens her, Katara beats right. her. Yay! Her downfall starts at the Boiling Rock where yes, her friends, her betray, friends her. betray her. And they don't. They, they don't, don't betray, betray her. her. They may... Yep. Love, protects, loves Zuko I, more I love than Zuko she fears more Azula. than I fear you. So, she, so May uh, makes a choice. She, May and Tylee are her like friends slash underlings. Yes. May makes the choice to protect Zuko and let him escape. Right. Azula sees that as a betrayal. Obviously, as one does when they are betrayed, she's about to straight up murder, murder May. May. Like one of her best friends from yes. childhood is she's just about to murder her on the spot. Yes. Tylee, Tylee intervenes. Also a non-bender. Yes. The evil non-bender, quote-unquote. What Tylee is able to do is block chi points in the yes. body to prevent bending for a short period of time. Tylee recognizes what's about to happen right. and without even thinking, protects May the, by right. jabbing Azula a couple Azula. times. Azula. Who's left, like, screaming on the ground and that's like bloody Azula. murder. That's, that's the beginning yeah. of the end for Azula. She can trust nobody. She banishes everybody. 
And the depiction of her downfall into kind of madness and insanity is one of the best things I've seen on television. It is frightening to watch. When she is talking to her mother in the mirror, it is, it's frightening. It is. It's unsettling. And and just the way her physical appearance changes, she for starts her like cutting her hair. She cuts her hair all out of place. Makeup. Uh, she tries to put on herself, but she has no one no, around her. Yeah. It just she, it, she looks psychotic. Yes. And because uh, she is, because she is psychotic. Which Zuko immediately recognizes when he challenges her. Yes, because all along he was like, "I'm going to do this with you, Katara." Then right. he, he lands and he says, oh, "Something's off. Something's her. off. She's lost it." I can take it. Which, to Zuko's credit, he he had to do it alone. Right. And that's the rightful that right. Is the right. Way that is take, how he rightfully becomes Fire Lord. Yes. If Katara had helped, it would have been null and void. Right. Katara only helps because Azula. Sh- Azula breaks the rules of the Agni Kai. Yep. She brings Katara into it. Tries yep. to shoot lightning at her. Zuko can't direct redirect it. He just well he he can, but he's not grounded. He's a, yeah. So he's in the he air. Does and he takes it. a he lot takes of the it hit. All and he's not able to expel it until he's grounded on yep. again. But it's yeah. Zuko dies, essentially. Katara brings him back. Yeah, Katara brings him back. Talk about character development. (sighs) I mean, talk about character development. These two characters who probably hated each other more than anyone else. I mean, Zuko didn't necessarily hate Katara, but he he thought nothing of her. Yes, they have a real moment where Mm -hmm. they, you think Zuko's going to Switch side, betray, betray the Fire Nation, the Fire Nation and, and join and the Avatar them. way back in season two. In season two, and Katara is going to use the only spirit healing water that she has at the time to heal his face, mm-hmm. and he betrays her. And like mm-hmm. she really opened up and talked about her mother mm-hmm. and like how she lost her mother, and they connect over that. And he doesn't just betray the group; he betrays her Katara. directly, Direct. individually, yes, intimately, yes, yeah, and. So for them to become close yes. at the end and to care for each other so deeply at the end is just fantastic writing. They were great. Katara and Zuko and Zuko and Sokka. Yeah. They were such a great fighting team, the three of them. Yeah. Like unstoppable. When they're on the boiling rock, I know no, we're I talking know. about Azula. I know. But when they're on the boiling rock fighting like Zuko and Sokka, yeah. holy crap. And they haven't known each other they that long. They have not. And I love that Zuko... Looks to Sokka. Yeah. Like, they're what on, what they're do on, we do? They're really on Zuko's turf. Yep. But what? the great the great mirroring in that episode is that Sokka is is all about recovering his honor. Yep. And Zuko's <laughs> like, <laughs> been there, buddy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, I will help you in any way sure. that, you, that you need help. And uh, Azula's the opposite of that. Yep. And she she has no honor. Mm-hmm to reclaim because she never had any to begin with. And that's why she is, she the, is her father's daughter. She's the wildfire. She's the, the wildfire of her mother of who yeah. was terrified of her from the day she basically, was born. Basically. Basically. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, so what, what a villain. So good. Yeah. And so smart that the show, the show easily could have made Ozai the main villain. Right. But they didn't, they made Azula. it basically a, a, a yin to, to Iroh's uh, gang, gang. Yep. you know, and, and made her the main villain for two and three. Yeah. So smart. That's why she's right for me. Okay. I mean, her I'm, herself, I'm she's, glad we, she's crazy. She, yes. She's batshit crazy. She is battling her shit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but she, but she's, she's, I couldn't think of a better villain for the show. Yep. Guys, I could rave. I've got some rants. Literally for days. I've got some rants. Yeah. And if and I, will, I know you have no rants, you can tell me why I'm wrong. I will gladly tell you why I'm wrong. Okay. 
a lot of the bending rules don't, so this is rants. A lot of the bending rules that they establish don't hold up. Okay. Sand bending. Mm-hmm. Sand bending is essentially air bending. A lot of the sand bending techniques involve creating like small tornado, whirlwind tornadoes. Mm-hmm. I don't, that, that was kind of too, too much. When you really like look at the separation of mm-hmm. the elements and mm-hmm. bending styles, mm-hmm. sand benders were basically air bending. Just tell me when I can disagree with you. You can disagree. Okay, with great. Okay. Right, I'm yeah. going to disagree with you. Um, I get why you're saying that. Yeah. Absolutely. I understand where, where you're saying that. I'm still going to call sand bending earth bending though, because um, it's difficult to see in the desert. It's, it's difficult to see it there because the sand is so loose. Sure. In the episode um, where they're at, they're at the beach. Okay. Off yep. sand bends, a perfect representation of Bossing Say. Yes. In the sand. That was fine. Yes. I think what the we're other seeing. Other sandbenders yeah, don't and I sand think, bend that I way. I think what we're seeing there is. Um, just because it's kind of like uh, Gara in, in yeah, maybe in it's the animation style. Yeah, it's because sand, unlike Earth, is almost so, like a liquid state. Okay, and so it ends up getting animated very similarly to okay the swirling aspects of air. I still, in my heart of hearts, believe that those benders are controlling the individual grains as okay. opposed to like Aang and a sand bender could do the same thing. I, I absolutely, and Aang, okay, let me back it up because Aang can do it. Aang could An recreate the same effect by manipulating yes, the, the air to lift and the sand. the sand. Where a sand is, is manipulating the okay. sand and it's, and it's whipping up the air. Point taken, and I would agree with, I would agree with that. Um, swamp benders. Mm-hmm. Swamp benders are, it's a little too much like earth bending to me. Mm-hmm. I understand how it's working. They're manipulating the water within like the seaweed mm-hmm. and the, the marsh. It's basically blood bending. Yes. But rudimentary Rud- in, yes. in root amenta. Uh, well done. I caught that. Ah, Just ignore it. Signature sarcasm. Yeah. Um, the thing that killed it for me is when they made like the, the swamp golem. Yeah, the swamp thing guy. Yeah, that was a little too much. What's that, that guy's l- name? Lou? Uh, Luke or something, something like that. Yeah. Pants are an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was a um he was a comedy guy. Yeah. I mean, he did teach a, a decent lesson to Aang. Yep. Um, but he was like poking fun at the like Louisiana back back. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I'm okay with swamp bending, with plant bending, especially because we got to blood bending. Yep. As soon as we got blood bending, it explains it away. Totally okay yep. with it. Here's my blood bending is terrifying. It is, and talk about a creepy episode to I a am children's. A, show. I am a grown man. Yeah. I the when I recently rewatched that episode. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. It's terrifying. You Especially can't help but think what, what it, it would ex- what it would feel like, oh. and that's the nice thing about animation. Wow, everything's purposeful. How much easier would it have been to animate it so much simpler than that? You wouldn't have gotten the effect. You wouldn't have of the joints moving so oh, alien ugh. to the way they should. It is haunting it's just haunting. to even think about it. And you can see why Katara. I mean, Katara, that episode ends on. Katara like ugly crying yes. because she is just like it's not right. like it's not like a little weep like a tear going down her like it she is, is yeah. shattered mentally that she was driven to that point yes of bloodbending kids kids show so much better than it had to be so much better than it had to be 
Okay, here's the last one. Okay. I think you're, I think you're going to disagree with me here, but I think I have a good point. Okay. Firebending mm-hmm. breaks the rules of the universe. Yeah, because they create their own element. They create their own element. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go so far, I know we haven't talked about it. It's the one thing that I think the last Airbender movie mm-hmm. did better than the show. In the movie, they have they use the trebuchets to like throw flaming boulders. Yes, and then they and then they bend fire from Mm -hmm. that. Firebenders create fire from within themselves, Mm -hmm. which makes no sense, Mm -hmm. and I think breaks the rules of because even Katara Katara hints at this that like she is able to water bend her sweat, but she had to sweat first. Yeah, she has to. She didn't just bend the water out of her body. No, no, no. Yeah, no, I agree. So that's, that's the will, one thing of, about the show that's like, eh, it doesn't. I understand why they did it. Yes, I understand why they did it. I, it it does not bother me. I do remember thinking when I saw the movie, bless my heart. It's smart that they made it so that the yeah. firebenders can't. Right. You almost wish there was some sort of storytelling device like Roy Mustang's glove in Full Metal Alchemist. Sure, yep. Like, they just have an ignition point that, and then, you know, something like that. Sure. I'm fine with that. Because of the pace of the show and because of how it was when when Iroh kind of explains, especially lightning bending and like that it's energy that you're, you're bending. It's enough for me to go. Okay. 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 Guys, I have a 0.4% yeah. rave uh, rant yeah. to, to my 99.6% rave. It's small. I feel like I feel like you're justified in thinking the way Thank you, you can feel. I feel like it would have taken away too much of their threat. Absolutely. Part of what makes the Fire Nation so threatening is unlike the other elements, they can create. Right. Now, air nomads obviously have it all around them. Right. Okay, wipe them out real fast. Uh, You can, can, as we saw, maroon earthbenders on a metal rig. No one but Toph can do anything there. And you can put... Uh, air, uh, water tribe in. You saw the, right. the horrific yep. prisons that the boiling rock. Yeah, and and the uh, the one the Hana the the bloodbender was the, put yes. into where she was yep. suspended and the air was just like superheated, right. so there was no moisture. No in moisture. It. Yep. What do you do with a firebender? What do you do with a firebender? Kill him. Yeah. And that's, that's and I wonder if they so what they were going for was that they were taking solar energy. And bending it to flame. It's possible, but because it was never they, explained the, that way. The original firebenders were the sun warriors, right? Um, it's totally possible. It's also they're stronger during the day, weaker at night. Yep. Just the same way that water is stronger, stronger at night, during, weaker night, at day. The um, eclipses affect them. I mean, it certainly is based on the sun. You almost do wish that, like, just there was a there was a slight explanation yeah. of like they're using light energy to sure. to ignite something it's something nonsensical they could have come yeah. up with something better than i did in two seconds but but uh yeah I, no but i, I would have taken that i see where you're coming from with that it's the it's the one hiccup so i won't tell you you're wrong thank you that's 
the most I'm going to give you. It's been a while. Long time listeners. It's been a while. My next rant. Been, uh, sit up in my chair here. Do you have another rant? I thought that was I your do. last rant. Nope. I have two more. Oh my gosh. These are all minuscule because you only took off point uh, they're four. They're minuscule. They're minuscule. But the timeline. The timeline. Oh timeline. God. Timelines here we go. are back. Um, and all, everyone tuned out. At different points in the show. Yeah. Like it is implied that multiple years have passed. Um, in the series finale, you're told that it all takes place in one year. At different points in the show, Aang says things like two years ago. The the timeline is wonky. With him being alive, I would have to. I'd have to catch those specific moments. Um, I, I think conservatively, that. two years have passed from the pilot episode. Okay. Aang says it basically all takes place in nine months to a year. Yeah, that is what we're supposed to understand. Um, one of the one of the commentaries I, I listened to also said yeah. that, like, oh, you you know, you have to remember that these kids have gotten this far within you know ten months or whatever they right. said it was. So, I don't think they settled on the timeline until um, they re- arrived at the Sozin's comet thing. It's possible. It is possible in the show. Yeah, because originally their timeline was set up on the the eclipse. Mm-hmm. That was the big thing, mm-hmm. and I wonder if they thought they were going to get a fourth season. We all thought they to, were going to get a fourth right. season, there. and then they had to wrap it up in three seasons. Yeah. I'm fine with the three seasons. I'm fine with it too. I, I think it ended so perfectly. It's it's a minuscule. Yeah, and thing. Cora starts on air. Exactly. So, any other minuscule ones? This is kind of big. Oh God! This is this is this is my actual. This is what I took the po- the four tenths of the point away for. Okay. Ang and Katara's relationship. Uh-huh. This is a rant. Okay. We're supposed to care about it, uh-huh. and it's supposed to be the meatiest crux relationship of the show. Uh-huh. But it is not as well developed as Sokka and Suki's, uh-huh. or Zuko and Mei's, uh-huh. or even Zuko and Uncle's. Yeah. It's one of the, like, their romantic relationship yeah. is not developed mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. um, until the invasion, really. It's, mm-hmm. it, and then, like, it, the relationship is kind of turned mm-hmm. in that one episode. And then it's like the hanging Chad for the rest of the episode. But their romantic relationship is predicated on they've spent all this time together. Yeah. Um, and they fought together. Mm-hmm. In terms of like an actual romance, mm-hmm. it's just not, it's never developed in the show. In the, in the way that Zuko and Maze is developed mm-hmm. or Sokka and Suki's is developed. Remember that scene? Where, where he's where waiting Zuko for Zuko is- Zuko comes into the tent. The internet called that Zuko blocking. Zuko blocking, I love oh that. Oh my God, he's got Ooh. his hair down and he's got flowers yep. in his and mouth. A rose between his teeth. And Zuko first Zuko. runs into Suki. Oh, what? Oh, I don't need Sokka. Yeah. Oh, I'm just walking right by. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so good. Uh, Zuko also uh, voiced by the actor who played Rufio and Hook, which I just love. Uh, yeah, I forget his name. his name. He did a great job. You know, I went to a... Um, I might have said this before. I don't know if I said it on Go to, so I'll just say it anyway. You met a lot of these. I went... Actors. No, I haven't met a lot of these ones. Other oh. shows I have. But I did go to um, a panel that was being done by the voice actress who did Korra. Yes. Right? And she she was new to the series yes. for Korra. She she wasn't. But Korra used a lot of the voice actors from Avatar. Um, General Iroh was the voice of Zuko, right? 
Yes, the new general. Yeah, the new general. The new ge- yes, that got confusing for a Zuko's, yes. Zuko's uh, grandson, grandson, I guess, is voiced by Zuko, which I guess makes right. sense. And so um, in the middle of her panel, like a Q&A, her phone rings. And, <laughs> and uh, everyone's like polite and like okay with it. But uh, it keeps ringing. you're thinking that like, this is a little rude. Because right. she goes, I'm sorry, I just have to take this. And you're like, oh, the shine comes off, like the, right. the celebrity aspect. And then uh, she answers the phone, but she answers it like real purposefully in front of the microphone. Right. And she goes, hello. And the answer back is Zuko's voice actor go, Zuko here. Hi, Zuko here. I'm looking for my honor. And the, <laughs> the, the crowd erupted. And uh, that's amazing. It was just really neat that she, she had him call during the, during, t- the during the panel and he took some questions via phone. That's awesome. Well. It was just really neat. Um, that's neither here nor there. I'm just telling that that's story. That's a great story. A story. One of my favorite things is, hello, Zuko here. That, when Zuko joins the team. Oh, that whole episode. Zuko has some great lines too, because he says, in that, why am I so bad at being why good? Why am I so bad at being good? Or when he's, when he's trying to learn how to lightning bend, and he goes, every time I try, it just blows up in my face, face. just like everything else. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> it really does, Zuko. It really does. But, um, Aang, okay, Aang and Katara's relationship. Their, their romantic relationship. They they're ro- yes, they're care. romantic. Their friendship is, and it's easy for friendships like, you know, to, become, to, to become romantic yeah. relationships. I just don't think they ever developed it enough um, for me to be invested in it the same way as other. It's probably, not to defend the show, probably difficult on Nickelodeon. They were able to sneak in things about death. Sure patricide and things like that. Yeah, sure. I'm with you. Um, jet dying and things like that. But uh, maybe it was, really vague. was really vague. And I guess you could say their relationship, their romantic relationship was really vague. I mean, the other thing which is difficult to wrap your head around is he's 12 and she's 14. 14 yeah. So they wouldn't have a... Right. What we would depict a... I mean, it's... This show also takes place in a in a period of time that's more medieval. It is. Like people's lives are just shorter. Yes. They grow up much faster. Oh yeah, and I'm not saying they shouldn't get into a relationship. I'm just saying that like as the audience. Sure. You know, 12 and a 14 year old. You don't want to watch that. Right. And they play the kid card a lot. I mean, they're the 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 whole team is downplayed a lot by society because they're still just kids. And that's how they they're able to kind of travel around and blend in. Um the first, I mean, Aang. For all is intents it, and purposes, Katara is the only girl he's ever seen, so he's in love with her. Yes, and it's it, I, it would be I would I would love I I'm would going love, to fight the Fire Lord. I might not come back. Yeah, and he kisses her. And he kisses her. I and would, then there a whole like relationship that's never addressed again until basically the final. Yeah, like, and I mean final even, five episodes. The episode before the finale, which the last four episodes basically take place within three days. Right. The episode before that is Ember Iron Players. The awkwardness um, yeah. comes to a head between yes. Aang and Katara, and it ends in a way that you think, like, this isn't going to work. This is not going to work. Um, Spoiler. And then it turns. Spoilers. Turns on a dime. Turns on, yeah. Um, this is going to lead to a big question, so I'm glad it's your last right. rant. And I think I already know your answer. Um, <laughs> Aang is attracted to Katara from episode one. 
when yes. he first wakes up. And I mean, it's purely a physical, just based on looks yep. attraction. And he grows to know her and love her in that way. Katara sees Aang romantically for the first time <clears throat> in season one um, with the, um, the the woman who can read prophecies in the clouds. She has... I didn't rewatch this episode. She has a line that says... Uh, oh, Katara wants to know when she's going to find love. And the 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 fortune teller says, um, oh, I see, you know, I see a great love in your future. He's going to be a, a powerful bender, right? And so she's kind of on the lookout for like benders, right? right. Like earth benders because they're an earthing time. And she's all uh, excited. What, what's his face is like in the Emberiler. They reference him again. Yes, yes, they do. his name. Um, and then at the end of the episode, it's kind of the first time we see Aang be pretty damn epic where he stops the volcano from wiping oh, out the town. Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, he does it solidly with airbending. And at the end, Sokka says, yep. you know, he's, it's easy to forget because he's just a little kid, but Aang's a really powerful bender. Right. And you see Katara her go, eyes light up. Yeah. Oh, he is. Like, right. that prophecy might have been about him. And then you get, like, the, the classic anime blushes every once in a while where they're right. in a situation. I'll agree with you. It's not founded on anything strong. And I'm what, much more interested in Sokka and Suki. Yeah, and what made it a rant, what took me out of that is, is they, they end on that relationship, mm-hmm. that they are going to be together. Yeah. Katara gets on Appa and goes with Zuko yep, to, yep. to fight Azula in the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. Like, not even a goodbye. Like, she might not come back, dude. You might not come back. Like, Who, Aang? Aang and Katara, they don't really have a big goodbye. Well, that's like, because Aang's already missing. Remember? He he gets kind of entranced by the oh, lion right, turtle the lion and turtle. he leaves. And the group is left like... He ran away again. Well, well, at first they wonder that. They wonder if he's been kidnapped. They basically is he in the come to world? the conclusion right. that it's spirit world shenanigans, right. as Sokka calls them. And they're like, all right, we well, do this we him. need to, we not, we might not be able to help him right. personally, but we still have a role to play in this conflict. And Sokka says, I'm going to take out the airships. Right. Toph and Suki go with him. When Suki falls from the airship. I thought she was dead. I thought she was dead too. And Sokka thinks she's dead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, they don't give, but if you like, look at his face in that moment. Yeah. He's Bro- devastated. Broken. Yep. But immediately, like, shields Toph and back to the fight. He's um, a leader. He's a leader. And when... He's a man. <laughs> when Suki returns on the airship, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like such a... Did like, Boomerang Boomer- come back? No. Oh, Suki. Suki. He's so relieved. Yeah, yeah. Suki, that she came um, back. And it's like that... That's love. It is. It what's, is. What's and like that episode it? on the Boiling Rock. kiss is between, it's, it's so beautifully done. It's in the serpent's pass. They're on the top of the cliff and Suki's about to kiss him. And in between them is the moon. The moon. Yep. UA. Perfect. Yeah. And, and Sokka hesitates yep. and turns away. And, and he, it's all you need. You yep. know exactly what's going through his mind in that moment. And she thinks it's her. And he has to later on explain that. He tried to protect someone and failed, and yada, yada, yada. It's all wrapped up. It's such a great story. It's, it really is. And every character in the show gets the story they deserve. Yeah. All the main Absolutely. characters. 
Even Ty Lee gets to Ty Lee, join the Kyoshi Warriors. Yep. Everyone, with the exception of Azula and Ozai, well, fuck them. ends up on top. You know? Like everyone. They got what they deserved. Everyone uh, comes to basis. What happened to Azula? I know Ozai gets locked up in Ireland's I would prison. Assume what happens to Azula? I, I would in another assume, prison? yeah, I would Mental assume she's in prison and I would assume Ang stripped her of bending. Yeah, right? That's my assumption. Right? Mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the last time we see her, she's chained to a grate, just screaming, screaming and writhing yeah. and shooting fire out of her mouth. I mean, and you know what? That's the end I want from a, from yeah, a villain. I know, that, right? From a villain that, like, no resolution, despicable. no closure. Yeah, like, yeah. she gets the most poetic ending, like, even more so than Ozai. Like, right. Ozai gets stripped of power and, you know, he gets imprisoned for life, presumably. Right. We don't know what happens to Azula. Is essentially we just see her tortured. broken. Yeah. We see her just broken. For all we know, she could be like chained in that exact spot, still screaming. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty sure she's not because that's also where the coronation took place. And I didn't see her. I didn't see her. I didn't Maybe see they her froze either. her in that moment so they could get a moment of peace. Maybe. Maybe they did. Just encased her in ice. Um, oh, she got the best ending. Because it really was all her. Yep. Like, she... Zuko didn't enter all and all Qatar did was stop her. Right. And then she fell over the rest of the way apart. Yep. So epic good. So good. Show didn't so have much to be this better good. than it the needed to be. The show didn't have to be this good. It didn't. It could have just sold some toys and gone on its merry way. Yeah. Like did they do toys? Like, I don't think they at did. At the very beginning in season one, they, they did, did, they they did, did a couple toys. of toys. Because um, I think, again, I think... I would like, like to get my hands on an Oppa plushie. Oh, yeah. I bet you could. I bet I could. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. Any big questions? I have some big questions. You had a big question that you wanted to transition from, from Azula. Oh, uh, no, from um, talking about Qatar and Aang. Oh, Qatar and Aang. The big internet debate was who to ship. Oh. You know, shipping uh, a long-time and, and, listeners is when you kind of uh, assign relationship statuses to fictional characters sure. and shows and books and stuff like that. And and there were a lot of Zuko Katara shippers, and they have a name. Okay, so you were either you were firmly in one of two camps. You were either Katang. Team Katang, really? Is it yep, Katang? It's Katang? Oh boy! Or you were Team Zukara. Wow. Okay. And I was always Katang. Okay. Until this recent rewatch, and then I thought to myself, I think this would have been written better. If, if she ended up, she with, ended up Zuko. with Zuko. I agree. That was going to be my question. What do you think? I, I agree. I think they have a, a deeper and more authentic connection. Yeah. And you'd feel happier for them almost mm-hmm. because they did start at such odds. Uh, yes. Such like yep. truly natural it's odds. The, it's, and it's fire and water. Like you'd you think know, they don't it's mix. the... Hermione Harry, Hermione Ron. It is. Story. It's exactly it's, that. It is exactly that. So you wonder if the creators, because I know that J.K. Rowling has gone on record as saying that she, she made re- the, the she regrets yeah. not having Hermione with, with, with Harry. You wonder if they're if they stand by the decision. I wonder. I know they really listened in, in turn. We're not, and this isn't the core episode, but I know they really listened to the fan base. Oh yeah. When they did Cora, did Cora, yeah. and like the relationships and how they evolved in that. Um, it's funny because if, as you listen throughout the um, the commentary on the DVDs, they reference the two different camps a lot, and gotcha. like one of the writers was very aware of the different camps, oh, wow. and the other writer didn't seem to be that 
wow. or the creators. Yeah. And uh, he's like, really? And then they got to be like, yeah, they're called Katangs. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, this scene coming up right here, this is one of their the rallying cries. And, oh, wow. And it was like, oh, wow. I had no idea that was going on. Um, I guess, though, it just it had it almost had to end as as Aang, just did. the way it was written, like the way. But here's an interesting thing. I did do some research. Zuko and May mm-hmm. eventually break up. Oh, do they? Yeah, they May don't. Become... May does not. May is not queen of the Fire Nation and is not the mother of his children. Okay. Zuko does wind up with someone else. Interesting. And if you if you watch Legend of Korra, you know how Aang, Katara's. Yes, they have children. They have children. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got busy to they, put syndrome. They, they did, yeah. Um, but I mean, anything's possible there. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. God, do I want a series set like t- in between years, 10 the years two? Into oh, man. Before that piece of art, are you going to reference that? Yes, piece of art old that friends, came new out? friends. Damn it, was that so good? That was official. I know that it was, was not, official. That was not fan. No, no, I know. It was it was, was an official, official release, release from, the, from creators the creators just to like build the hype. Yeah, and then they kind of walked away from and it. They sure did build the hype though. Yes, they did. Every single one of those characters looked amazing. I think they thought they were gonna get a fourth season too. Uh yeah. And only got three. Yeah. And like I said, it ended at a good, it it did. At a good point. I'd be I worried. Really want I would that. be worried that a, a fourth season would have diminished the story. I really, I really wanted to see that uh whatever they were referencing. Oh, yeah. Well, I know. Do you have any big questions? I do. Okay. Um, and I asked you, uh, I asked you a couple of these. I'll, st- I'll start with my, my light one. Okay. Did Sokka ever get Boomerang or Space Sword back? I don't think so. And, and, sad. and what I will reference is that piece of art that we just... He didn't have he Boomerang didn't have them or Space Because I looked very closely. Yeah. And he did not. That's sad. They were over the ocean, which I'm not saying makes it impossible because we do have water. No, they were over land. The sword winds up over land. Well, I know, but then at the end, Aang oh, he floods everything. The ocean. Yeah. But then he does recede. I imagine it got buried uh, or and washed out to sea. Probably yeah. lost for good. That's sad. Unfortunately, because that sword was kick. It was ass. Such a great sword. Second question. It's a uh, made from meteorite. Oh, of course. Don't space, know. Sword. space sword. It's not, guys, it's not a laser sword. It's not a laser sword. It is a space sword. Uh, you got a big question? <laughs> Earthbenders learn from badrimals. Yes. This the, is my the, question. The original. This is my question. I have this. was one of mine. The original Great. Earthbenders learn from badrimals. badrimals. The original sky, uh, or airbenders are the sky bison. The airbenders learn from sky bison. That's where they get their tattoos from. Fire uh, benders learn from, from dragons. dragons. It is said multiple times the original earthbending teacher was the moon. Yes. Uh, waterbending. The waterbending was the moon. How do you learn? From How that? do you learn, learn from the moon? By understanding, mimicking animals' right. movements. How do, you How do you learn, learn from, from the moon? I recognize that waterbenders would make the connection between the moon right. and the tides. Right. The, that's as far that's, as I can see. Uh, yeah. There had to be an animal in there. There had to be. Koi fish? It could be. Could be. Uh, that's that's a strong contender. I mean, it's a that, stretch, though. It's a stretch, but like just seeing their their, the way their they, movements right. and the dance between them, I'll accept it as an answer. That's uh, because we all we've also never seen a water bending animal. We haven't, and we've seen bending animals, and, and we do animals. know that the water spirit became the two koi fish. Mm-hmm. No one, the other one is the moon, 
and then General Zhao killed the moon koi fish. They were constantly in a dance together. Uh, what was the other one? There's two. One, one was the moon. And one was the ocean. And one was the ocean. Oh, right, and they right, would right. constantly and they would dance around dance each, each other. other. Right, right, right. And then the moon spirit Zhao killed, killed the moon. The... Tough scene. Tough season yes. one. Season one was light. And then yeah. Zhao kills. Zhao kills the moon and plunges the world into, into darkness, darkness and blood red darkness. Yes. Yeah. That's bold that for is, a children's show. It's deliciously dark. We, I think Close at that point sketch. we hadn't even have killed anyone yet. Nope. No, like no one has died. Mother. Like no one on screen. And then Zhao dies later that episode. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Your question. It is posited mm-hmm. that Iroh yes. can see spirits, it whether is. they want to be seen or not. Mm-hmm. It is also heavily implied that Iroh has been to the spirit world. Is. And that is how he gained that ability. Mm-hmm. Not even the Avatar has that ability. Yep. How did he get that ability? How did he get to the spirit realm? Where did he go and what did he do while he was there? I want to know. I will have a theory that he learned how to get to the spirit realm either at the library. Okay. Or I could see learning from the air nomads, a detachment from the earth that would lend itself to an eventual way to get... See, but I... So, like, the air nomads are able to and commune saying, with the spirit yes, world. And I'm not it's saying that, that he, he learned directly, I, but I'm saying spirit. that they could give him the idea. The same way that waterbending gave him the idea oh, wait, to direct... Was Zhao Iroh's underling? I don't know if he was. Because Zhao says, Zhao like, when he was younger, he got to the library, yes. but was, did he get Could've there with Iroh? With Iroh? Oh, interesting. If if you're going to learn it anywhere, it's at that library. Now, as far as what he did in the spirit world, I think he was looking for a son. But I don't think he found a son because that's not what the spirit world is. And I think that is when, this is all speculation on my part, but that is when Uncle found peace. Okay. When he learned that, when he journeyed to the spirit world and he discovered that the spirit world is not spirits of people. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is... It is the spiritual elements of the world. Follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Spoilers for Legend of Korra. Okay, well, we said we weren't going to, but okay, yeah. This is a big spoiler for Legends of Korra. Okay, so there you go. Pause it. Watch Legend of Korra. Welcome back. I, I have to ask the question. Sure. Iroh ends up in the spirit world. Correct. What's with that? I need to watch Korra again, but I thought they said that he became so close and connected to the spirits that he was the first human they welcomed to stay in their world. I thought that's what happened. And like we Mind said, blown. anywhere Iroh goes, he, is, he, makes, he friends. makes friends. He's the only human yep. that allowed, co- to, allowed stay to stay in, in the, the spirit, spirit world. world. And I think, um, I don't know if it's only a spirit's there, if he entered mind and body, because... Let's right. just say we know we, from that series that you can enter the spirit worlds with your yes, body. Yes, with your body. But so, he yeah. seems to be purely spirit. Mm. But maybe he's just been there so long he can manipulate it. And I apologize for that core spoiler. But it's an Iroh question. It's an Iroh question. Um, and it's heavily, it's, they address his connection to the spirit world so much mm-hmm. in Avatar. Yeah. Thank you for letting me ask that. No, no problem. 
Do you have any other big questions? Yeah, do you? Yeah, I got you. How about you give yours? I will, um, I'll continue on the IRO. Okay. The IRO path. This hit me today. Okay. And it makes me happy. It brings me peace. This question is just, do you agree with me? <laughs> okay. And I'm just going to give you my point and then do you agree with me? <laughs> Uncle Iroh not only was always intended to be this harmonious character connected to all four elements and the spirit world. Not only was he always intended to go in that direction, but we were given hints about that all the way back in episode one and throughout because uncle loves tea and tea is the culmination of all four elements. It grows in the earth, steeps in the water, it's heated with the fire. Steam rises in the air. Wow. Uncle's tea drinking is him practicing everything he's learned. It's his way. It's almost like his meditation. Wow. It's almost like his prayer. It's his way to say, I understand the way these elements work. That is so deep. That just hit you today? That just hit me today. Okay, I don't and feel I, so bad then. And I think, whether or not it was intentional by the creators or the writers, it had to be. It's so perfect. It had to I mean, it's so perfect. We've seen that in, in other, we've seen tea drinking as like a way to meditate. Right. But I mean, it's such a part of his character. 100% strong agree with yeah. you. Great and, observation. And I Great love observation. tea and it makes me love tea even more. I do love tea. Because it's just, it's, it's the elements working in harmony. And I'm, I'm going to leave Great it Great question. Leave it at that. You agree? Strong agree. I agree. Awesome. Strong agree. And my last big question. Okay, then I have one last one. Is Aang really the last airbender? Mm-hmm. He meets multiple gurus who have trained with the air nomads. Mm-hmm. How are they still alive over a hundred years later when they are clearly not over the age of a hundred? Te- uh, technically, a hundred and twelve. That Aang, Aang is a hundred and twelve years old. Yeah, but he's only been missing for a hundred years. Sure. So none of the gurus are over a hundred years old. Clearly. All we know that happened 100 years ago for a fact, 112 years ago, is that Roku died. Yes. We have that for a fact. And we do know that they, there was a great battle at the Southern Air Temple. We do know there was a great battle at the Southern Air Temple. To be fair, we don't know how long ago that was. Right. It's possible that Aang ran away and got frozen. And we know Aang was at the Southern Air Temple. We know he was there. That was his his. And that was a hundred years ago. Right. The Fire Nation also knew there he was there. That's why they were going to attack that place first. Right. Because they had a mole on the inside. Did they? Yeah. Is that what they said? So, a source. A source. So that being said, it still makes them very old. Maybe gurus can just live longer. Maybe. So My follow up to that question is: It seems to be implied that. Only Iroh knew the location of the other air temples. Mm-hmm. And the Western air temple is the upside down one that hangs from the cliff. It's my favorite one. That is my favorite one um, as well. The war took place before the Fire Nation developed air travel. Mm-hmm. Only the air nomads, the airbenders could fly. Yes. So it, it is plausible that the Fire Nation 
never like, and clearly the West, Western Air Temple was never attacked. It was not the site of a battle until Sparky Sparky Boom Man showed up. Mm, Sparky Sparky Boom Man. Yeah, that one stayed hidden. That one stayed hidden. I think airbenders could have just hit in there. That's what I mean. It, so I, I, my question is, are the airbenders hidden? Are they like the Jedi that they've like given up their ways? They live in secret and hiding. And Likely. Aang is not, in fact, the last airbender. It's possible. Um, to bring it back to one of your other things, I would entertain the thought that airbenders moved to took refuge in the Earth Kingdom, mm-hmm. had children, and they became Earthbenders, and they became Sandbenders. Sandbend- oh, I would be okay with that. The Sandbenders are the children of Airbenders and Earthbenders? It's possible, because as we've seen in Korra, the can have you, yes. combined bending abilities. Um, and so, like, bending uh, seems to be less connected of, like, your, your parentage, but what you spiritually identify with? It could be... Air nomads were also the only of the four groups that didn't that, have a homeland. No, that were one hundred percent vendors. Right. There was no air nomad that, that was a non That was a non-vendor. Right. There are people that live in the Southern Water Tribe, been in the Northern Water Tribe that do not want right. to There are a lot of non-bending firebenders. So maybe it had more to do with um, spiritual beliefs, mental state, okay, detachment. It's hard to believe. I like that, that the sandbenders are the children that. of airbenders and earthbenders. I'd accept that. I like that. I that reconciles the sandbenders it for does. me. Happy to do it. Guys, if you need help, and I'm talking uh, to the creators, <laughs> if you need help on the Netflix series, hit me up. Tweet me. Yeah, you can do that. Go for sketch. Go for sketch or uh, shades and sketch. Um, I got one last big question for us. Great. And it's the, it's the obvious big question that sure. we have to ask. Okay. What bender would you be? What element? This is, a tough, one. Um, is a tough one. I've gone back and forth mm-hmm. at different points. In college, you thought I would be an airbender. Did I? Yes. In college, back in college, you specifically said you thought I was an airbender. I I had a lot less. I had a lot less responsibility. I was a very different person back in college. It's impressive that we're still friends. Quite frankly, it is. It um, is. Uh, I. And I probably would have agreed with you at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I go back and forth between like firebending really appeals to me mm-hmm. um, and the concept, but like I really think about it and like who I am. I'm, I'm an earthbender. I think I would be an earthbender. Mm-hmm. Particularly as we like develop it out, I think I'm metal bending in particular. I'm a tinkerer. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like to like work on things yes, and the, the earthbenders like are, to shape things. I do like to shape things and create mm-hmm. things. And that's very much a component of earthbending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I would be an earthbender. Okay. I like Good final answer. answer. Good answer. Sketch. I have watched this show since it came out in 2005 and I did not land on an element until I forced myself to okay. on this rewatch. And it comes down to personality, and fighting style. Okay. I want, in my heart, to be a waterbender. Okay. I'm a sucker for ice you powers. You know that. I am a sucker for ice powers. You are. I'm not a waterbender, though. Okay. Waterbending is all about adapting, change. I'm not good at that. I know my limits. I am not good at that. Airbender. I'm an airbender. Okay. Because an airbender looks for creative solutions. An airbender, when they fight, 
focuses on avoidance. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing I do. Avoiding my problems. <laughs> and a uh, an airbender has the lightest sense of humor True. out of all of them. And I True. and I has nothing to do with wanting to fly. All right. It, it is. It is literally like the number one reason is literally the avoidance. Here comes a foe. Get on your little air ball and get out of the way. (laughs) Like you, an earthbender would be like, I'll put up a wall. Yeah, I will meet you head on. I'll put up a wall. And I'm like, throw rocks. I'm going to scoot, scoot, scoot out of the way. Yep, yep. Yep. And I I don't see shame in that. I wouldn't see shame in picking any of you. Oh, no. I don't think there's uh, any shame involved. um, Any of these can be taken in a negative direction. Yep. Any of these can be taken. Earthbenders are, are intractable and very set in their ways. Stubborn, yeah. Stubborn. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fire, firebenders can be driven too much by passion. By passion. Yeah. of reality. And waterbenders could, could go with the flow way too much. Yeah. They could get lost in their change. They always need an anchor to you. True statement. Yeah. So I'm an airbender. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Isn't that funny that we're opposite elements? Too? We are opposite elements. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, but the podcast goes on. It does. Speaking of the podcast, were we doing a podcast today? Because I am literally just, just talking about Avatar. Out about Avatar. Holy moly, guys. The show is so effing good. And if you haven't seen it, pages go upon watch pages it. of notes. No, I'm going through multiple pages of multiple properties. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen it, highly recommend going to see it. If you have seen it, go back, rewatch it. Yeah. It'll do your heart good. Yes. Listen to Uncle Iroh. One well, last Uncle Iroh quote for you before you leave. Do you have one? Yeah, I'll do half of it. You do the other. Okay. Do I know it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Toff says you give good advice and great tea. Oh, the, 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 the key to both, both is, proper is proper aging. aging. F, yeah, it is. On yeah, the yeah, it is. F, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, darn it. Um, well, I well think that brings us to Shades and Sketch Recommendations. Um, what do you want to recommend? For, I am uh, going to recommend, if you haven't seen Avatar The Last Airbender, I'm, I'm please watch that, but I'm going to recommend The Legend of Korra. Because ah. it is, I think in a lot of ways, it is both a sequel, but breaking new ground. Um, it certainly can stand on its own, even though it is heavily connected to the events that came before. I just think it it recognizes the audience that it built and banked on the fact that they were bringing those fans of the show back to the universe at a different point of their life, and they just tackle problems in a more mature way for an older audience. And it's, uh, I think there's a real lot of value there in the way that they address um, both like uh, friendships, romantic relationships, and like finding your place in the world um, in, a, in a world that you might not recognize anymore in a lot of respects. Um, and there are certainly, I think they handle conflict better than mm. The Last Airbender, sure. um, both internal ex- and external conflict mm-hmm. and um, coming to terms with yourself and your place in the world. So yeah, uh, Legend of Korra. Uh, I think right now you can only find it on Amazon and I don't think it's streaming. Uh, with Prime right now, so you you are going to have to. Uh, it's worth it. Spend some money on yeah, that, it's worth it. but it is worth it. I mean, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube with like weird aspect ratios or 
uh, sped up. I have the Blu-ray, so you can borrow from me if you want. Um, yeah, right into the show schedule. Let you borrow his Blu-rays. Plus, if you like uh, to follow along with us and make sure you see the things that we talk about on this podcast, Legend Core is certainly going to be yeah. talked about at some. We're point. we're definitely coming back so, to that. Yeah, might as well do your homework. Yep, yep, uh, yep, yep. Love when Saga does that <laughs> one where he's showing off to you. Yes, yeah, that's so good. Um, I will recommend in the same vein the new Netflix show uh, called The Dragon Prince. It's very, very Avatar-esque. And uh, you will, if you have a keen eye, you will notice that's because it is written by one of the lead writers of Avatar. Avatar Last, Last Airbender. Uh, it, uh, it's, all, it's in its infancy. It's only one season right now. I think Nine it's only, episodes. Yeah, it's a short season. Well worth the watch. It is uh, kind of taking place in a more... Um, European medieval kind of world yes. with castles and knights and such. It's and very much Lord of the Rings. Yes. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. The hero's journey, uh, these two young children, uh, boys, princes, uh, on a journey together, growing up, uh, befriend, begrudgingly kind of uh, an elf girl. Um, and it's, um, it's uh, the moon elf. Moon elf. And it's their Mayla. journey to kind of save the world, to bring this conflict to an end. Uh, the Action in it is Fantastic. so wonderfully choreographed. I mean, it's there's some really unique scenes in it uh, that are really compelling to watch. Uh, the characters are built very strongly, very similar to Avatar. Um, and even though it's only one season, we know more is coming, and I'm very excited for when they announce oh, more. Yeah. So strong, I recommend for you guys to to get on that train early. It is. It's difficult to get my wife Elise to watch a lot of these things with me. And uh, for the nine episodes that it lasted, Dragon Prince was our show. There you go. Yeah, it's that good. It is really good. It and really uh, good. as we unfortunately know that the next season of Voltron is the, the last, last season, season of, Voltron. of Voltron. I think this will um, fill that void. It'll fill yeah. that, that niche for us in the yep. Netflix. Uh, it's interesting. Um, Voltron is animated by the animation team that did Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. And Dragon Prince is written by one of the head writers, and scored by um, the team from Legend of Korra. Avatar. Or, or worked on the music. For has the made board. a lot of people. Jobs. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of careers. Deservingly. Yes. Oh, yeah. So these people need to be rewarded and give us more. Um, what do you want to take? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. It's so tough, isn't it? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scour with the... such love. I'm going to scour the earth and try and find Sokka Space Sword. F, that's what I wanted. Oh. There's only one. There is only one Space Sword. Hey, you know what? You can have it. I'm oh. going to take some of this delicious tea in a doggy bag. Oh, it is ginseng. Take it for the road. It's my favorite. It is. Um, you'd think you would name it the ginseng dragon, then. You'd think so. Um, but that's okay. J Dragon just kind of... I'm sorry, uh, Jasmine Dragon. Jasmine Dragon of, rolls off the tongue a little bit better. Yeah. It, it certainly does. I, uh, well, thank you. I'm going to try to find the Space Sword yeah. before we leave. And uh, just, the mantle is getting heavy with weaponry. It really but is. I'm going to make a special place in the center oh, for the yeah, Space we'll, Sword we'll because one of a kind. We can, I, move, we can move my proton pack over. I also uh, need to, I have to, Adopt a new critter for uh, <laughs> sketches menagerie for geek critters. Momo, he needs a home now. I was going to say, Momo needs a home. It's implied we know that uh, Aang needs Appa to travel around, but yeah. we don't know what happens we to don't Momo. Know what happens so to Momo. I think Momo 
and Bronx are going to get along just fine. That, yeah, they're going to have some crazy um, they're adventures. Gonna have some crazy adventures. Oh yeah. my God, when those two start a podcast, Oof. I'm going to tune in. I am on uh, board. But so uh, we have our second adoptee for Sketches Menagerie. Do you remember the episode um, when Aang starts hallucinating? Yes. And Momo starts Momo talking. And Appa. Yes. Get into and then they fight. And they fight as samurai. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. This is so great. Yep. I, I have to rewatch that. Uh, it's a great. If that's the only thing you take away from this episode, yeah, there's an episode where Appa and Momo both speak and fight as samurai warriors. My guess is RLTLs are like, holy, who's the oh god, crap this thing's been rabbit way too far, rabbit this. character, um, uh, Uzaki, who boomies, Jimbo, boomies, no, 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 no. Uh, Momo is modeled after oh, a Ninja Turtle character, uh, yeah, I can't remember something Yojimbo, yeah, I can't, I can't think of his, I think it's Uzaki, who's an. Uzaki Yojimbo. Could be. Fufu Cuddly Poops. Yeah, sure. Uh, guys, if you are a fan of the show, thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can always leave us a rating and review on your platform of choice. Uh, you can write into the show. Go with shadesandsketch at gmail.com. You can reach out on Facebook. Uh, just search Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. You can find us at Twitter at go with shades and sketch. Or go for shades. Or at Fufu Cuddly Poops. No, yes, someone's right. probably taking that. Someone's I guarantee you someone's taking that. Uh, or you can reach me at Go for Sketch. And uh, of course, you can uh, find us at our, our website. You can send a hawk. You can. Hockey. <laughs> One day a hawk's going to show up with a rolled up Sequest DSV <laughs> blueprint. That's going to make your day. I, I will. I will forever at that point just fall into a coma. I'll yeah. be like, pinnacle, reach, the done end there. Of, end Boom. of the show. Yep. But uh, you can find us on our website, shadesandsketch.weebly.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for uh, bending with us. Thanks for geeking out with us and Shades. Thanks for, thanks for geeking out with me. Thanks for potting with me, Sketch. See, See you next, next time. time. If you'd like to take a more active role in supporting Geeking Out, visit us at patreon.com slash shadesandsketch. Our website is shows.acast.com slash geeking out. You can email the show at go with shades and sketch at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook or Twitter. Geeking Out is a production of Tree Cave Creative LLC. All rights reserved 2020. Yeah.